I just want the feds to tell me what to do. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Lorian and Spencer. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. This is what you wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd love it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> none of this is good. None of, none of this is good. Oh, brother. None of, none of this is good. No, none of this is good, but uh, we're doing it anyway. It's another Tuesday night. Hope you're feeling all right. You should be because you're listening to Bowl After Bowl on June 28th. 2022. This one here is episode number 172, and uh, I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And you are a bowler in the bowl. Yeah, welcome bowlers. Welcome back. Welcome back. Good day for it. Oh yeah, it's always a good day for a bowl. Yeah. Just keep them rolling, you know? Yeah, that's right. Bowl after bowl. Pack them, spark them. Till you're sick. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. And then some. What can we say? Well, joke's on you. The bowlers never get sick. This is going to keep going. We warned you. We threatened you. And you're still here. So we love you. Thanks for hanging out. Taking some, uh, what I'm sure is a much needed load off of your shoulders. Uh, which is what the bowl's here to do, man. Just kick back. Relax. Let me tell you what's going on. Let Lorian tell you what's going on. Yeah, what's going on? What what's is going, going on? on? The water fest over the weekend. That's what was going I on. I had man. that in my show notes too. Yeah. yeah, it was a great goddamn time. It was kind time. of the kind of the big thing uh, over the over the weekend. They had a great goddamn time. It was hotter than all hell, but uh, yeah, we had to go on the hottest day of the weekend. Yeah, that's when they had it going on, though. That is, yeah. Friday and Saturday. Some carnival games uh, for some. Cheap plastic bullshit toys like kids love. Yeah, free play. Can't free, beat that. Yeah, free play carnival games so you don't lose your ass on the midway. Perfect for letting the three-year-old and four-year-old just... Throw footballs yeah. at stuff and... Yeah. Accumulate yeah. tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's better than that? What is better? Can't think of it right now. No. <laughs> Uh, I should probably try it. Yeah. Drinking water and standing in the shade on that day. We got to meet... Uh, Millennial, millennial mom yeah millennial mom from no agenda social and her beautiful family for the first time you know, she's she's up there in town and uh we've yeah. been kind of missing them and um you know talking to him for a while being like yo my dad lives up there you live up there we should meet sometime so yeah we got to briefly but the heat is just like incredible killer yeah. and with the little ones it's really tough definitely but i hope we see her again soon and um, her family yes that was fun yeah it was also got to watch uh, the Frisbee dogs. That was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Watching dogs uh, catch Frisbees. Some of them award-winning Frisbee-catching dogs Indeed. at state competitions and such. My favorite part was when the owner would like bend over and the dog would jump on their back and then oh, grab yeah. some air, leaping they for the Frisbee. They serious air off of that, man. Pretty cool. Made me start working on Frisbee stuff with one of our dogs. 
she's little, but you know, with those floppy, like the glow in the dark frisbee we have, she can catch that pretty well. Yes. But she's old too, so her she can't do the jumps so well. Yeah, the hips. Yeah, her hips bug her. Hips are all messed. Yeah. Waterfest though, man, I didn't uh learn about the springs and they weren't selling spring water, which disappointed me. Mm, yeah, we didn't go up by the hollow waters part though. Ah, that's true. Dang so it. maybe. Maybe there was something up there. Missing out. Who knows? Who knows? That's uh, uh, more to explore next year. It's been right. canceled like the past few years because of... Uh, First because of Koofin, and then because they got flooded. Yeah. Imagine that. Waterfest getting time. flooded. We did get uh, snapped by the local paper photog. Oh, I forgot about that. So we might have a uh, boost hat showing up in the uh, small town newspaper up there. Woo! It comes out every Friday, so I won't know until the end of the week, but... Yeah. We'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah, we'll post in the show notes someday. Yeah. We also had an excellent dinner before going up to your dad's. Yeah. We cooked one of Douche Bar's chickens. That's right. Oh, it was tasty. Oh, it was so tasty. <laughs> That's where it was at, man. Yeah. Yeah, I did this, like, uh... It was like a white wine lemon. Yeah. Kind chicken. of a chicken roast in the oven. Oh, so good. Ooh, yeah. Hit the spot, man. And simple. You started it, and then I finished it up while you were doing Ablecraft. Yeah, it was teamwork. Fucking teamwork. Teamwork. And we get to see Douchebar and his lovely family again soon. That's right. I think. Yeah, we, I was out fishing, and I remembered that he was like, oh, yeah, I got all these chicken livers. Oh, um, nice. And I was like, oh, yeah, my dad catfishes on the chicken liver all the time. And sometimes he has a tough time finding the chicken livers. So he's like, well, you're welcome to these ones. Yeah. So I'm going to go take him up on that. Hell yeah. Later this week. That should be good. I, uh, he's got more birds, by the way. Uh, four bucks a pound if you want a uh, local bird here in KC, the KC area. They're tasty and clean. Yep. And processed with love. There you go. Can't beat that. Yeah. It's a ballpark like uh, 19 to 22 bucks a bird somewhere in there. 23 bucks a bird ends up being. Yep. Value for value, though. Fantastic. So good. Yep. It really was. And then Sunday, there was a Gem and Mineral show. That's right. And they actually didn't treat me like a terrorist at the door. And they just let me in. Yeah. Because I guess I had the right paperwork for once in my life. Finally. <laughs> she even said she was going to put me on the list. They still gave you the cocked eyebrow for like the longest time. <laughs> the woman looked confused and that made me nervous. And then I started I know, babbling because like, that's what I do when I get nervous. Every time we go in there. Try to go into the wholesaler. They're all like, what are you doing? I'm like, I bring my tax ID, and they're like, oh, well, we need the paper that has the seal of Missouri on it. What? Why? You can look the number up. Yeah, except for we tried, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, impossible. maybe you can't. <laughs> yeah. The last time <laughs> they just let, the let us in because you looked so pathetic and sad. Yeah. It well, was all you. I used the, uh, the girls were looking all sad, too. Oh, yeah, they were bored as hell. While we're staring at our phones trying to figure out the government sites. Seriously trying to pull up our proof of like, yes, we're, we do this every damn year. Yeah, frustrating. Mm. So I just brought way more paperwork than I needed to and had my tax ID ready to go. <laughs> Basically got the number memorized. The lady's like, you wouldn't believe how many people bring their EIN. I was like, yeah, well, not me. Never have. Right. They always give me a hard time. And uh. she looked confused and... I was like, well, this is what they told me to bring the last time. It has the state seal on it, so I think this is the right one. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was about to freak out, but that was neat. Yes. It's always neat seeing the traveling wares. New addition to the carved gemstones being sold wholesale was the wizard hats. Yeah, the wizard hats. I've never seen those before. It took me a second. We didn't know what they were for a minute. Yeah. What did you think it was? God, I can't even remember now what I said. Something ignorant. I mean, it kind of looked like a wonky penis. It was kind of weird. It was very weird looking. If you don't know what it is when you first look at it, it's probably not well done. Mm-hmm. You know, in that realm. But it was funny. There were a lot of them. I guess they were not moving. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? Yeah. I got a new water bottle, though. That's exciting. Yeah. Because I uh, busted my old one. <laughs> the glass water bottle hazard, man. No, the last one I had that I busted was plastic. Mm. And it was full of water, and I put it on the the arm of the couch, and then it fell off and just landed at the correct point to crack the plastic. And then my full gallon of water was all over the floor. I remember now. Yeah, and I was like, what I the hell? To, uh... I bought plastic. I thought this would last forever. Nope. <laughs> now I'm trying glass. We'll see how long this lasts. Yeah, I mean, that should be better, right? <laughs> right. It's got a nice insulated carrier on it though and it seems pretty squishy little sleeve the kids have messed around with mine already dropped it on the asphalt and stuff so so Mm. far so good i said uh the next gem show in kansas city is in november so i told spence well hey if my water bottle lives until november i'll definitely buy more and recommend them to people there you go sell them on a btc pay server little trial run little trial run yeah yeah i gotta try it before i recommend it to anyone yeah, and then I got some uh, those new wheels slapped onto my dad's uh, mower. Oh yeah, that was a hell of a project. And we like rednecked some carpet to be able to drive to the other side of the pond because the pond is like emptying out across the only way to get back to the back, uh, the back lot, basically the back of the back of the land. Uh, he had a great idea to lay some carpet down to get some uh, traction, and uh, tootle it over there. And then I end up mowing pretty much all of that back strip. Took me about an hour and a half or something. A couple hours At maybe. least. Wow, it w- was a while. So nice, though. Going from, like, waist-high grass to mowed, freshly mowed. Oh, yeah. It's like two different places, you know? It's kind of crazy. For real. Kind of crazy, yeah. We could use uh, some pr- perimeter trimmage, though, at both properties here and there, man. That's uh, that's on my to-do list this week. Mm, perimeter things, trimmage. A few things on my to-do list this week, but... Uh, yeah, don't get me started. On Expanding the run is another thing on the to-do list. Yes. Not to remind you of things. On no, the to-do I mean list. that's that's top of mind. I think that's going to be the funnest and most exciting project. We're going to finish in below the deck to be an additional run for the birds, and then introduce the four that are in their the garage. Yes. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out a clever way to do that. Um, I don't know yet. There's a lot of different uh, opinions and advice about. How to introduce new birds to your flock, and oh. it's not like we have a huge flock. You know, there's four no. out there, and then four in here, so it's not going to be like crazy. But yeah, and these guys in here are tough guys. Yeah, with a false sense of uh, alpha. They need to be knocked down a little yes. peg or two for sure. Exactly. But uh, yeah, it'll all uh, it'll all pan out. Yeah, it'll all pan out. Chickens, man. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, finish out the bottom deck first, and just put them down there for a while, and like let them look at each other. Get used to each other. A lot of things say that that's a great way to do it. And then uh, some people say, like, if you put them in the coop at night and then everybody wakes up together, then sometimes that does a trick. But it oh, just weird. seems like a little bit 
potential mess. I don't know. Because mm. if it doesn't work out, then you've got them all like fighting, goofing around in the coop itself. So, and I kind of anticipate that they're gonna each like split off into the separate coopage. Yeah. But I don't know. But who knows? You never know until you find out. Yeah, that little one is weird. <laughs> the one that was uh, being all little and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> she's growing a lot more though. Yeah, like she's growing consistently, but mm-hmm. she's like a week behind yeah, the other like one. That. And I thought they were hatchmates. Yeah. Well, they were, but uh she just got like a hell of a case of pasty butt that we just had to keep on addressing, keep on addressing. So Yeah. I think that slowed her down a little bit. But hey, she's uh she's keeping up. She's not it's she was like half the size of the other ones for a little bit there. And now yeah. she's just like a little bit smaller, you know. Yeah. That was worrisome. But now she's a hellion. Absolute hellion. We know who else is hellions. All the awesome bowlers that help us put this damn thing together. Uh, by giving us some value on the back end. Some time, some talent, some treasure. And uh, we always like to open the show by thanking all of those people who keep this thing rolling. Keep it going. Uh, it's a value for value product. So we put it out. Uh, every episode, no paywall, no advertisements, no uh, obligatory reads or anything like that. We just uh, bring what we think is the uh, most enjoyable and informative stuff for the bowlers, you know, and also some stuff that people send in, uh, which you can always do at uh, Spencer at BowlAfterBowl.com. Or Lorian at BowlAfterBowl.com. Or show at BowlAfterBowl.com will go to the both of us. That's way easier, too. Which is uh, another possibility. So those are options that are all out there. And uh, we want to open up. I want to make sure I refresh here. Uh, the PayPal, because it is slowing down since the whole uh, podcasting 2.0 thing. And yes, indeed, uh, this week, no PayPal. That's no all PayPal, good. Only outs and no ins. But uh, that is one way to do it with the old school fiat fun coupons. Um, yeah, you can find the PayPal button at the bottom of every page on the Bowl After Bowl website. It's true. It's true. Um, all of the boosts, though. It is looking like uh, Boost City so far this week, this past week. And uh, let me see if I can find where this starts. I'm pulling up the helipad right now. We read our boosts off of Helipad, which is a nice little program that we run from our node, but you can run from any machine um, as long as you give it access to your node's uh, your node's macaroon mm. and your node's uh, TLS cert. And it just watches your node, watches those boosts come in, and it will uh, throw them up here. We are still, by the way, getting some boosts from the uh, Gigi episode, which was Woo-hoo. a great time. Uh, 10,000 sats from Sup Yo Sup. Sup uh, Yo Sup. Came in from CurioCaster. And a third of those sats go to Gigi. That's one of the cool things about this podcasting 2.0. If you go to nudepodcastapps.com, which I tried to the other day, and I want to test it again. And it might just be something stupid on my own network. Works no, for it's me. still working. Nudepodcastapps.com. That'll get you there. And uh, anything that's an app uh, with the value filter clicked on, which I think by default that those two are clicked on when you navigate there. But uh, just double check. Make sure that uh, you're looking for an app and that the value filter's on. Those are all the apps you can use to listen to podcasts and stream sats, little pieces of Bitcoin in real time. To your favorite shows that are supporting that value tag. And for us on the creator side, 
we can carve out splits or uh, you know program that money. So when you boost shows like the one with Gigi, uh, we can make sure that he gets a piece of that, which is a pretty awesome way to uh, fly, in my opinion. Uh, so yeah, 10k from Sup Yo Sup. Uh, we had 25k from Paytar. All right, thanks Paytar. We appreciate. I'll also add a curio caster and uh, there's some change thrown at us out of fountain uh 10 a 5 a 4 a 5 and a 5 on uh, a bunch of different random episode uh 5 and 4 were both for Gigi's episode but then 10 <laughs> was from episode 1 oh wow all the way back to episode 1, one. yeah i which didn't you, even know that was available you can pull up in fountain which is pretty cool uh and then five sets on uh, episode 170 and five more on 167 big titty milk uh, 2222 coming in from Fountain from our buddy Kyron, Mere Mortals Podcast. He said, hey, I want to apologize for not offering you a split on our recent convo. How dare you? Unfortunately, I can't do episode level splits without bothering Dave every time for special attention. By the next time you come on, I will have this sorted. Hey, no, no worries, man. It is all good, all gravy. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's still, there's still some stuff that needs to be done with hosts and with, uh, solutions because we can't be bothering dave every single time that we need to add an episodic split and you know not everybody can just uh cowboy hand code their stuff in uh vs code i mean this is my thing i am like a starry-eyed idiot and i think everyone can but it does take some learning it just takes some it takes to you know a little bit of dedication to go in there and learn the tags and learn how to type them but i I I would posit that it isn't really all that difficult. It takes, you know, in a couple of... If you really tried in an evening, you could figure it out. If you really tried. And, uh, hell, maybe uh, maybe we need to just make a little tutorial that uh, shows and explains how you do it. Value for value tutorial. Because uh, I also think, really, that you're, you're empowering yourself by learning the underlying technology. You're empowering yourself... This is why we talk about running your own node. This is why we're talking about, um, you know, putting your own tags in or, you know, owning your own feed, hosting your own stuff when you can even, uh, which, you know, we don't do and we're not purists. Uh, we have a Podbean as our host for right now. And uh, we wanted to be off them by now, but that's a whole nother story. Um, just didn't work out at the time and we just kicked the can another year down the road. But eventually, uh, together, we're going to build better and better systems as time goes on. So um, my my time preference for this is quite long, and I'm very relaxed about uh, the slow trek upward. I'm not in some, like, incredible kill-yourself rush over it. And um, I had that mentality before, and it, all it does is frustrate you, and uh, it makes you lose sight of, like, all the progress that we're actually making when we get into that mindset, when we're like, why isn't this already done? Why doesn't all this already exist? You know, yeah. So that's that's kind of that's kind of my thoughts, but uh, I I I still believe it's accessible. You know, it's not like there there's some tough programming, but this is just uh, strict XML stuff. So easy tags, easy little tags. Uh, thirty three thirty three is the next out of fountain again from Kyron. Ooh, thanks, Kyron. Um. Who says, I'd love to be on the bowl sometime. Use me as an emergency bowl with bud spot because I'm usually pretty flexible. Oh. Noted. We'll give him the flex test, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. 
That's true. Yeah, let's get him on the list, actually, because I need to uh, dive into that deep. We He's are on the list. We just need a date. That's right. <laughs> I'm looking. I can't see it right now because I've got this big peacock circle, so I can't see my wall list and calendar and everything. You're probably right. He probably is up there. Yep. Uh, filling out stuff for July throughout this week, too, so if you get a little message from me, uh, that will be that will be what's going on. 21212. Uh Oh, I'm looking at an Ablecraft. I was going to say, this seems familiar to me. Uh, 1200 is the next one out of Fountain from NetNed. Woo, thanks, NetNed. He says, sorry, I don't have shit in my wallet. The wait. Oh, he's waiting for more sats to show up in the Fountain wallet. Oh, that's unnerving. It's all right. But Um, they always show up, but sometimes it takes way too long. A dozen hundred. Got a dozen hundred in there, so. That's all right, NetNed. We believe that uh, it can happen. It'll show up. It'll get in there. 4,200 sats out of fountain from Fletcher. Woo! Thanks, Fletch. Who says, spark one up. Then spark another one. Spark one up. Spark one up. <laughs> there you go. We sparked one up. Got it sparked. Uh, 420 out of fountain from Phone Boy saying, missing my Phoenix. Ugh. Aw. Those two. Should not be allowed to be apart. Yeah, we miss both of you. Then they start missing and stuff. Uh, 3333 from Phoenix the Keeper and Fountain. They are getting these usernames uh, hooked up and looked up. I like it. Fuck Joe Biden, boost the bowl. That's the message there. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Phoenix. We got a uh, boost here. There we go. Uh, 420 from Phoenix out of Fountain. Missing Phone Boy and Thor. (laughs) And then... Uh, right, coming back at it out of Fountain 333 from Thor the Wonder Hammer. Woo-hoo! That says Miss You Phoenix. It's like a game of uh, Boostagram Pong going back and forth there. I love it. Look at that. You would love it. You'd love it. Uh, 420 from Toke Test at a Curio Caster on the live show. All right. Thanks, Toke Test. Toke Test received. Blaze up. That's what I said. That's not the note. The note is blank. Oh. Uh, 4269 from Harv Hat. Woo! 69! 69, Thanks, Harv Hat. Like clockwork coming in uh, on that live tag. Uh, 4269, identical coming out of... 69! 69, dudes! That one's from Phone Boy saying, boosting ya, bitch. All right. Thank you, bitch. Appreciate that. Uh, and then we had, uh, Nichols. <laughs> Five sats from... Tipping on four out of fountain. <laughs> I don't have the beat, but uh, that's that was pretty good. That's what uh, Curry would play. This first message says, I'm okay. Good. It was uh, boosting episode 161, which is a little ways back, crack of content. Uh, and then another five beat out of fountain. Uh, tipping on four says, Seriously, though, what am I doing here, bruh? I don't know. I don't know. Only you can know that, sir. So I'm not sure, but we thank you. Yeah. Thanks for your stats. Uh, 3333, last of all. This one comes from the one and only Servo. Woo! Thanks, Servo. And Servo says, uh, he's sending this, by the way, from Boost Clit. hey Look at that. And, uh, Escape Reality with Bowl After Bowl. There you have it. There you have it. Whoa! Hell yeah. Fresh boost. Right off of the rails here. Fresh boost coming through. This boost is for... 69! 69, dudes! 69, 69 out of Fountain from Phoenix. 
Yeah. Who says tag phone boy? You're it. There it is. Ping got punged right there. C Dub says boost clip? Question mark. I'm 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 I got helipad pulled up. I'm looking right here. Boost clip. It's uh got its uh, got a logo here. Yeah. That's wow. what it's I'm just reading what's in front of me. I'm just reading what's in front of me. Well, thank you, bowlers, for boosting. Yeah, thanks, bowlers. You can always boost uh the live show out of Podverse or CurioCaster. And I wanted to make a note about um because I've got some messages about the the live stream in those two products, um, CurioCaster as well as um, Podverse. So those require an HTTPS uh, secure encrypted uh, URL. And we had one of those set up for about three months, and then the cert expired the end of April, and um, been asking uh, Node no debit to look into it. Uh, and I just got in touch with him over the past week. He said he's got a lot of shit going on, which uh, I can definitely relate, you know? Oh, yeah, man. Well, man with a lot of shit going on, so I can completely sympathize with that for sure. And uh, we're working to try and get that cert back renewed, but uh, it's also kind of like, uh, kind of a, um, I don't know, I, I probably, we've been, you know, no... No debit has been helping us out and uh, kicking ass for us and letting us use his streaming um, IceCast server for this whole time. And actually, if you're listening live right now, it's thanks to uh, his stuff, bullafterbull.stream. It's still running through. The deal is that only the HTTP version is working right now. So you don't need a cert just to go into a website and do the HTTP version. Um, but... If you're on an HTTPS site, like CurioCaster is, and like uh, Podverse is, then it's not going to pull non-HTTPS resources into it to play. It causes an error in the browser. So that's what's going on there, and uh, I'm sorry about that, and we're working to get it fixed. Uh, but I also just need to probably get off my duff and um, you know do some server stuff too, like learn IceCast and, and get that part solved. I've been threatening to do that for long enough. Um, just uh, just shuffling my priorities around, you know. <laughs> I'm trying, trying to figure out what should I do next. What's priority? Uh, some pews, by the way, while I'm running my mouth. 2222, a little row of ducks from Boobery out of Fountain. Thank you, Boobery. Thanks, boobs. You beautiful bastard, you. He says, fucking boost, goddamn you. <laughs> uh <laughs> mm, that's some tasty boost bait. I like the taste of that. I like the taste of that. We also had a 1337 from Phone Boy, Elite Boost out of Fountain. Tag your oh. Phoenix. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man. Does it like that going? boost? Wait to see what happens next. <laughs> oh yeah, that Pew! Oh, there's a 3369. Hey. Uh let me see if I can get the combo there. 69, dude! <laughs> 3369. Oh, first boost was from Friday. Bull boosting, says Net Ned out of Fountain. So, yeah, uh, Sats showed up. All right. He said yeah. that uh, he tried and it failed. Um, now now it says my split failed, which is interessante because, let me see. Yeah, it didn't fail because Boostbot picked it up. So, mm. um, it just takes a while. So, I kind of wanted to. Uh, Maybe talk a little bit deeper about this uh, in the in the segment upcoming. But essentially, um, Tor is making things drag along, and I'm working on it. Um, and there's there's a solution that I've found that I have yet to try. So we're going to talk about that in a second. But yeah, cool. Things are just a little bit slow. So uh, if you're in the IRC chat, 
irc.zeronode.net. We're looking at the bull after bull channel. Hashtag bull after bull. Uh, there's a little boost after boost uh, boost bot in there. And that guy, uh, thanks to C-dubs, relays all of the boosts as they come in to the node. So if you see it in there, then it definitely hit my node. Even if it tells you the split failed or if whatever failed to me. That, uh, that means it got to my node specifically. So all is well there. Uh, Pews from Phoenix. I got your boost right here, phone boy, she says. This is going to keep going. There it goes, man. There it goes, man. You're poking each other all night, if you know what I'm saying. I also wanted to say thanks to Sir Paul, the book guy, who joined us in the bowl Friday for Bowls with Buds. Hell yeah. That was a fun one. It was a lot of fun. Paul Alves, known as the book guy, Sir Paul. Uh, we had a long discussion about... Uh, we talked about a lot of different books that are fun to listen to while uh, you're baked as a cake. And um, he really he really got dangerously close to sounding like an a- Amazon shill. Yeah. Um, no, he was just baked as a snake <laughs> for sure. And um, no, we had a great time. Uh, they had a great goddamn time. We talked a little bit about um, the situations in Canada, because he's a Canadian. Yeah. And um, just kind of like the gun situation and the weed situation. And, he, you know, he claims that uh, Canadians might have more guns per capita than we do, which I find hard to believe, but maybe, maybe. I mean, he's he's Canadian. Maybe he would know. I don't know. Maybe they have, like, a, some secret guns, you know? Or they're just, like, less loud about it. Yeah, it sounded like that was the way to be if you're a gun owner in Canada. Yes, sneaky, I think so. Sneaky, Yeah, mom's Which, you know, and that kind of stuff. When things are prohibited, they tend to be more popular. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we find that with a lot of stuff, don't we? Yeah, kind of weird. Kind of weird of that. Yeah, it almost is like the price goes up and the uh, desire goes up and all that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff, man. Prohibition's bad. Phoenix and Phone Boy with two more pews there. 3369 and 333. Woo! Thanks, you guys. Still battling at it out of fountain. I love it. Do love it. Love y'all. Uh, and yeah, you can find all of our Bulls with Buds at bullswithbuds.com or budswithbutts.com. That's right. Both of those resolve to the list of interviews that we do. That's our interview format show. There will not... Uh, be a Bulls with Buds between now and next Tuesday again. Um, there's another uh, busy, busy, packed week on the calendar. And so we do not have one scheduled yet uh, between now and next Tuesday. But next Tuesday we will have uh, one to announce. So tune in then to hear the next Bulls with Buds. And of course, there's other ways to contribute value to the bowl other than sending uh, Fiat Fun coupons or streaming sats to us, you can email us art, send in some ISOs, or tell us about the first time you ever had a fucked up roommate, because that's the F-tie tonight. That's right. All you gotta do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 and the play of We will play it, or we will read your text message. Either way, 816-607-3663 is the number. And that's 816-607-DOOF. For those of you in the back that need a word, I got a word. It's 607-DOOF. 607-DOOF in the 816. So, uh, this is always where we kind of jump into the old... 
Shifting, cooking, shifting. Unchained, unchained, okay, shifting, unchained, unchained, go. Streaming has pushed the ground to make you really want to feel the well, we hope so. We hope it uh, makes you want to build a node. And um, I guess I'll start off with what I already teased about this uh, tour situation. Uh, many nodes are fully behind tour. And I've just been doing some kind of preliminary ice tip of the iceberg type research on this kind of stuff. Because when I go to the lightning terminal to check the health of my node, uh, frequently I will get a fail on the uh, channel stability check and that's at terminal.lightning.engineering if you want to check your own node you can find it by your alias if you've set one or if you have not set one you'll need your pub key and you can kind of check out your node's health check and even pulling it up right now I'm getting an X on channel stability still and it's got a little guide, learn how to configure LND for optimal channel stability. I find that a lot of those uh, suggestions are already enabled by default on my Raspy Blitz anyway. Um, there are some different recommendations. Now, one of the things you can do is have kind of a mixed node where uh, some channels are available via ClearNet and some are behind Tor, um, which seems like a complicated move. And I haven't looked any deeper than that. But uh, another notable thing is that Tor has recently been uh, suffering some serious DDoS attacks. Distributed Denial of Service. That's what that stands for. And uh, status.torproject.org has a little bit more information if you really look to uh, go and read deeper at uh, everything that's going on with Tor right now. But... Um, I've been messing around in the Sphinx tribe because, uh, yeah, these Sphinx tribes, they're still alive despite popular uh, rumors to the contrary. Sphinx are still uh, Sphinx are still rocking. In fact, uh, where is that? They really got the Sphinx tribe rocking. If you join our Sphinx tribe, by the way, we had, the, I think one reason that it really uh, cratered is... The original Sphinx tribe we started on our original Voltage node. It was like the first node that we ever ran. Uh, and Graham over at Voltage gave us a fantastic product. We uh, rented a node essentially from him for a year. And uh, then we built our own at home here. So after having those for a while, we did not need uh, to rent that third node, what essentially was a third node. And so we closed that when we shut it down. And in hindsight, maybe we should have... Uh, transferred that node because that's possible to kind of move from voltage to your own hardware and uh, kind of keep the same node and the same whatever alias address all of that stuff uh, but we didn't do that we made brand new nodes here and so the tribe sphinx tribes if you start a tribe it's associated with whatever node that you run the sphinx relay on so our original tribe died when that node died and we have a new one so if you're looking for the different one i think the problem is like I don't really know how to f officially delete uh, a Sphinx tribe out of their database, and it seems to still take messages. However that works, I'm not really sure, because that node is dead and gone. Um, but the, the correct tribe has emojis in it. So you'll see a bull after bull regular tribe somewhere, and then you'll see the one with some en uh, emojis in it, and the emoji one is our one, if you're interested. But uh, I was asking in Lightning Liquidity Lounge, just one of my favorite... Tribes to hang out, um, and Stem42, Stem R42 runs that one. I was just like, uh, hey, you know, my my 
channel stability check always fails. What's up with that? What should I do? And uh, stability is usually uptime, he says. Uptime I'm pretty decent on. Um, although with this tour stuff, it's been sort of, if you look into channels, and this is the problem, sometimes I'll pull up my node, I'll look into channels, and I'll see like three or four channels are red. They're like disabled with my peer. And in some cases, that's the peer doing that to all channels. Some cases, that's me doing that. Um, on the back end with L&D, there's different things that can make the channel disabled, including uh, uptime, including maybe not being reachable in a certain amount of time over tour. And uh, one guy, Big Bad Noti in there, said, I did a tour upgrade as described here today. There's an issue, 3179, on the Raspy Blitz uh, GitHub, where you can upgrade tour, and uh, they're going to roll this out in the next uh, Raspy Blitz update, but you can do it yourself and kind of uh, hack it in there. So that's what I'm going to be trying to do. I will have a link in the show notes to this specific issue, but the hope is that... Uh, by upgrading and updating Tor, that uh, maybe some of these, some of these damn channel stability issues will work themselves out. So that's what I'm aiming to do. And I'll report back next week with how that went, and maybe how easy or hard it was, how big of a pain in the ass it was. And uh, I don't know. I don't know on the Umbral side. Maybe it's the same deal. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't even get a good health check. It just uh, stops because I don't have plenty of channels. Plenty of channels. But my yeah. node is online. Yeah. I got a green check mark I always there. get a green there. Then I get a red X on plenty of channels, and so it doesn't rank me for the rest of the stuff. Nah, uh, nuts. Yeah. Eight months old, look at me. Not enough channels. Well, if you want to be in that five mil ring, we could uh, stop recruiting for it. It's up to you. Yeah, Maybe I'd do we'll... it. I'd do it. Okay. I'd do it. I'll make it happen. Yeah, that'll be ring of fire number eight, so if you're, the, if you're the sixth node in that, then uh, we can start that and oh, get yeah. that launched. Let's do it. Cool. That'll be another thing I'm doing. Uh, funny messages in the KC Bitcoiners Telegram, including, um, uh, buddy John who noticed there's a long ass time, uh, it was taken in the mempool for a block to solve. It had been like over an hour. He was like, whoa, check it out, man. So I thought it was interesting and it kind of is a testament to the randomness of, uh, Bitcoin and the protocol itself, you know, and guys start to get jitty when there's like no block solved it's been over an hour. Uh, but these things happen from time to time. And so I was kind of interested in poking around and looking like who keeps track of this stuff. It would be fun to have some kind of stats uh, crawler like that to see like the longest block solves this year and uh, over time historically and all that stuff. Um, you know, it was like days between block one and block two. But um, in the early days of Bitcoin... There were some big gaps between the blocks. But the uh, idea of the blockchain uh, that Bitcoin uses is the average is meant to be about 10 minutes. Now, it's random, so you never know if it's going to be 10 minutes or not. And the way that uh, Bitcoin keeps itself averaging 10 minutes is there's a difficulty adjustment periodically that happens. So um, basically... It looks at itself and it looks at the average time to solve a block. And if that time is longer than 10 minutes, it makes uh, the difficulty or the chance of solving the next block a little bit easier so that that time goes down. And if it's solving it too fast, it will increase the difficulty, make it harder. So uh, yesterday that was block, let me see here, um, that was block 742592. 
that took uh, sev- about 70 minutes to solve yesterday. A big gap, over an hour. Uh, but despite all of that, there is still an estimated difficulty adjustment downward to make it easier. Because even though uh, there was that 70-minute block yesterday, we are still looking at about 10 minutes and, what, 3 seconds I saw per block. So they're going to bump it slightly down. Oh, here we go. 10 minutes and 8 seconds is the average currently. And uh, July 6th will be the difficulty adjustment date, according to now. By the way, the price, man, you can get to almost 5,000 sats for your dollar, 49.20. Wow. Sats per dollar right now. So filling up that wallet, that's a great time to do so for the old value for value. You're getting more sats for your buck right now. Uh, oh, speaking of more sats for my buck, I always forget this and I'm such an idiot, but Justin from WKOP sent us some sats over Cash App, which is an easy way to do it, easy peasy. He just sends it to the uh, cash tag Wolf of KC. That's our cash tag. And he sent 24,000 sats. Woo! Thanks, Justin. Thank you so much. And he did have a note for, uh, it says, we need to get you folks on the show or better yet back down this corner of Kansas. Peace out, Girl Scout. Hell yeah. Yeah, we do the, we do the wrong kind of podcast. Definitely. That'd be fun. That was a fun trip out there. They're great people. Definitely. And you can check out his show at WKOPodcast.com. And I will have a link in the show notes. Wrong kind of podcast. Ooh. Yeah, I just started talking about it. I just like realized, hey. Bing, bing, bing. Well, I realized something in this section. What's that? There was no Casey Bitcoin meetup last Thursday. That's right. It's this week. Yeah, I felt like an idiot. It's, uh, but it's this Thursday, the Bitcoin and coffee. Yes, and I took the last RSVP slot, so. Oh, nice. There was a limit? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to get coffee at Thou Mayest, so it's like limited space and stuff, so. Oh. Yeah. I think there was only eight slots, so Dang. got the eighth, uh, sat my butt in the eighth seat, man. Good work. Yeah. I don't know if I've had Thou Mayest. Uh, I've had them one time before. Good coffee. Maybe at We're a We're spoiled separate... in this city. There's a lot of great specialty roasters. Seriously. I think I might have had it at an event, you mm. know, or at a different shop that was like, we serve Thou Mayest. Yeah, they're at a lot of different places, so but I kinda, that could be. It, uh, maybe I'll go and just hang out somewhere else. And then lurk. And That'd be cool. Maybe chime in once in a while or when it's over. <laughs> um, Just for the coffee. The KC Bitcoiners got a, a bit ramp, and I am kind of learning about this, but it's kind of like a point of sale system to on-ramp uh, businesses onto Bitcoin. But essentially, it's going to allow our group to sell non-KYC coin to p- people who come to meetups. Ooh. So I want to try it out. I want to bring some cash and try it out. Hell yeah. Basically, um, what it does is you, um, like one guy is like the designated go between, between, uh, BitRamp and, and our KC Bitcoin meetup group and our POS. But, uh, basically you can give cash and it will print, uh, a Bitcoin voucher. Huh. And then you just take the voucher. It's like a paper wallet, sort of like a Bitcoin ATM in a way in that sense. So just try it out and just see what the experience is like, you know? Yeah. Seems pretty cool. Wolf on the Prowl report. That's right. Ow, ow. Um, and then Compass Mining had a big bombshell today. Their CEO and CFO both resigning. Rot row. Having some serious problems over there. And uh, lots of different problems all around the uh, crypto space, as it mm. were. As it were. And even some Bitcoin companies who just are just too leveraged. They're just over leveraged. 
in a bear market, that's not when you want to be super leveraged out. And uh, I don't know how many cycles it'll take for people to like, learn that bulls don't last forever, you know, and it's tough to borrow against stuff that, uh, and, and grab money that you don't have. So leveraging is dangerous when the price is going the other way. What can I say? Um, it's a it's a great time to learn about uh, not only the danger of leverage, but also of yield farms and locking your coins up with other people, um, not having custody over the coins, borrowing against the coins. Because, you know, um, at its peak, if you, if you take some kind of a loan out and you use your coin as collateral when it's priced at 69420 let's say, near the all-time high, uh, and then that price shrinks and shrinks and shrinks, well, uh, at a certain value, you're going to get the person who gave you the loan calling you up and saying, hey, we're going to need that Bitcoin <laughs> because it is not worth as much as we need it to be worth, and your loan is not paid off. Bad time. Bad time to be leveraged out. So uh, that's what I always recommend if you're going to stack, man. Just hold it. Just hang on to it. Keep it in your own wallet. And uh, don't borrow against it or nothing. You're going to get wrecked. You're going to get wrecked on a long enough timeline, man. Dangerous. Dangerous stuff. That's my shit stain. That's my shit stain for this uh, this week, though. Cool. Uh, last point I have for the shit stain is that if we haven't convinced you to build a node, maybe Nick Newman of Casa can. Because oh. he's also coming to Kansas City next week, July 7th. Is that next week or a week later? Don't know. But soon. It is a week later. It will be a week from Thursday, so nine days from today. There you go. His topic is why and how you should hold your own keys. Hold your own keys, yes. And Casa helps you do that, as our man C-Dubs will happily tell you in the troll room. Oop, Yeah, that should be a fun one. I wonder what uh, Nick would say about building a node. I'll have to ask him if he really wants to build a node. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that's, that's how the song goes, man. Yeah. Gotta, I gotta know. You know, the song. The song, man. You really want to build a node, don't you? Every podcaster needs a node. It's a great way to do it. And uh, yes, I will... Uh, oh, you said to say hi. Good, 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 good. You got him prepped for me. Got him primed. For That's the wolf perfect. on the prowl. That's right. <laughs> Coming fruit. Maybe he'll say some kind words to the bowlers and such. Yeah, right into the Zoom mic. I'll try to sit down with him for a chat if, he, if he's uh, amenable to that. Yeah. So what's going on in the wide uh, world of uh, 33 stories, Lauren? Well, the magic number was all over the place this week, Sir Spencer. Oh, God. And maybe you can guess the topic that had the most 33s to do with it in the headlines. Could I guess the topic? Was it Bershon? It was Row. Row. Row yeah. your boat <laughs> gently down the stream. I'm so sick of hearing about it, man. Yeah. Sick of it. But anyways... <laughs> I'm just going to read off these headlines. If you want in-depth stories about it at all, you know, you just ask me. I did read everything, unfortunately. But U.S. maternal mortality rate increased 33% during pandemic, hitting black and Hispanic women especially hard. They just waited till now to report on that. Mm, racist well, pandemic. Yes, absolutely racist pandemic. Black women could see a 33% increase in pregnancy-related deaths post-Roe. Why? That's the headline. It ends with a question. There's a period, and then it says, why? Why? Which, uh, let me step back and say for a minute that they're not adhering to AP style. Because AP style just updated to pregnant people, 
Uh-oh. And both of these have said women. Uh-oh. So, you know, my little... I thought there weren't any women anymore. Right, right. What? What is a woman? Yeah. Person born with a vagina? I think I they think they remembered of... all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Well, anyways, that one, that article really got to me, telling black women that there's going to be an increase in their deaths if they have children, because they immediately cited being, here's a quote from it, being forced to carry a baby to term can be a death sentence from ectopic pregnancies to other life-threatening complications. Mm. Pregnant people in these situations are faced with a choice between their own lives and that of their unborn baby. As someone who's gone through an ectopic pregnancy, I can tell you that that is a surgical emergency and not an abortion. That's something you walk into an emergency room and get treated for. Right. Any of these instances where they talk about the mom's life being in danger, you're going to get fucking treated at a hospital for. Ugh. Anyways, sorry to get triggered. <laughs> uh, and f- uh, two more. Supreme Court ruling jeopardizes abortion access for 33 million women. And then a poll, poll after poll. Uh oh. Confidence in Supreme Court collapses as just 33% agree with decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. I was like, wow, who are they talking to? Well, this was Yahoo News and YouGov. Oh, perfect. Who did a poll of 1,630 U.S. adults, I'm sure of well mind and spirit. Um, and. <laughs> They showed that 70% expressed confidence in the court before 2020, which was a little eye roller for me because it's confidence in any institution at this point in time, really. But anyways, uh, they put Roe at the center of what they call the Supreme Court's collapsing reputation and uh, mentioned that Democrats in their poll named abortion over inflation as the most important issue to you when thinking about this year's election. How many Democrats need an abortion, man? Is it like the, all of them? Do they all just need one eventually? Like, I'll tell you God, what they need. There must be a shitload of them. What they need is mommy and daddy government to come and take care of them. See, that's a big issue that uh, I think kind of got whizzed over everyone's head. Is that uh, it's it's kind of this uh, the the precedent that was set was adding extra rights in when these are uh, rights that are held by the states and the people. You know, so I don't know. It's like I would I like less federal government intrusion. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Into the system. The problem here is education. And what's crazy is that we're at an all time high for higher education. You know, there's plenty of people walking around waving paper degrees, but they don't know shit about fuck. Clearly, they really think it's the end times because of a Supreme Court decision. And it's like, okay, maybe we just shifted this away from federal reign, you know? If you did a little bit of reading, don't just react to things that happen, which I know is very difficult for people. Very difficult. That takes a lot of maturity and growth to not just react to things. Yeah. And maybe some amygdala massaging. Yeah, it seems like... But just read. uh, Read about what actually Roe v. Wade was and what it does now that it's overturned. They almost got there. They almost got to read. They stopped at read. <laughs> yeah. Halfway there. Yeah. And also turn off the TV and maybe step away from social media. That always helps. No, that really no, no, is helpful no. for I people. I need to be on TikTok to get my up to the minute uh, opinions. Yeah. And massage. Sure, to share my screams with other people, screechers. 
Yes. The screeches. You know, I wasn't sure what my opinion should be until I saw somebody screaming into a cell phone while sitting in the driver's seat of a car parked somewhere. Ugh. We're driving. That's scarier to me. And then I knew, I knew what I should believe. <laughs> well, Stacy said it, so I know it's true. We thought on the said TV. no one ever, man. Because I see, and I'm talking about uh, all stripes of political opinion when I say that uh, people just yelling into a fucking front-facing phone camera oh. from the seat of their car. It's just, just not an effective... It's very creepy to Public me. square argument thing to bring. I mean, it's like, I, I can't even... It's a narcissistic I can't daydream. even form words around how stupid this is. But. I, also, just for what it's worth, when I see myself in my front camera, I go, ooh, and turn it off real quick. You know what I mean? And it's always an accident that my front camera yeah. comes on. Well, it's like why well, you uh, got to get the big sunglasses, like the big Hollywood shades. and Or a good filter. Yeah, filter. A good filter. <laughs> That's how it happens. Yeah. Now... The scariest part of this article to me, and okay, again, this is only 1,600 dimwits or midwits, whatever you want to call them, that got sure. the answered questions on frickin' YouGov. I so was, you, yeah, I mean, I, I used YouGov for a, a little spill there. Never have I ever it's used dumb. YouGov. It's dumb. But and uh, I just got turned off by it over time because it's like, it's massaged. Everything is massaged to get you to, uh, you know... Tell them what they want to hear. Of course. And especially the content of the polls they'll send you to the point where you, you get burned out. Like, I got burned out. It was like, this is stupid. Like, they don't even fucking, like, what do I need to There's no be room giving for... them all this fucking data about me? This is so retarded. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's not self-serving. It's self-destructive to even use this shit. But, you know, like, uh, I had this naivete of like, oh, well, my, my nuanced view should be represented in these polls. And I always see poll numbers and nobody ever, you know, you get that feeling of like, nobody ever calls me for these polls. Uh, but, but if you participate in YouGov, like, Oh, my voice can be heard, but no, no, this is like a very naive, uh, um, way to look at I'm it that I was having, you know, there's no like write-ins. It's just yes or no. And you're like, well, maybe I'm yeah, a little nuanced or it's, on this. Uh, agree, strong, agree, slightly agree, Ugh. neutral, that kind of shit, you know? Ugh. Well, but, uh, yeah, 52% of these participants said they want Congress to pass a law that keeps abortion as legal and accessible nationwide as it has been under Roe. Hmm. And I was like, well... Seems like something that would get stricken down, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, but I was just like, okay, let's take the power away from the feds and just... Well, we just want them to have it back. I just want the feds to tell me what to do. I don't know what to do on my own. It's crazy. It's so the, fucking annoying to be an adult. A lot of my uh, <laughs> surrounded by these people. A lot of my liberal friends like express extreme fear and agitation of personal responsibility. And yeah, like w it most comes up with the gun thing. You know, yes, where they're like, "Well, I don't trust myself." Thrice I have heard that from friends and yeah, people will just be like, "Well, I don't trust myself." Yeah, what and does that mean? That is like that's alarming to me. It's disturbing. It's disturbing. Like if you can't trust yourself, and you can't trust anyone with a weapon. I mean, you, and do you think about you get in a car every day and drive around in a car, right? Like, do you ram into other people? Do you run over people on the road? Do you trust yourself behind the wheel of a car? If you can't trust yourself, it's like such a cry of like, 
red flag mental. Yeah. And it's like, man, you've got to be able to trust yourself to just get up in the morning and go about your day and then go home at night and go to bed and be living on the earth with other people. Like you have to be trusting oh. yourself. And then if you don't trust yourself, then uh, why are you so forceful with all these other opinions about stuff? Like, why are you like, that's what I don't understand. Jamming these, um, worldviews and world opinions and what, I, like how I should vote and what I should do. Like, if you can't trust yourself with the big stuff, why are you tr- like, why, why are you pushing this other stuff so hard? It's, it's very confusing to me. Topically and it's very too. alarming. Like, and I think that's the comfort. I think that's the mental trap where it's like, they don't trust themselves uh, with any kind of personal responsibility, but then they trust even less this boogeyman that is, everybody has been painted who is not uh, just saying the line. You know, if you didn't put a fucking Ukraine flag out on your front lawn, like the moment that shit went off, if you're not wearing two masks, if you didn't uh, post all over the fucking socials about how much you love a jab or whatever, like if you didn't fall into the exact lines at the exact right times then you're painted in this umbrella of the other, of uh, far-right, religious right, you know? And they trust them even less than they trust themselves. So there's no trust in anybody, and then that is where the fucking hand of Fed comes in and is like, oh, we will protect you from yourself and from those crazy right-wingers. Like, it's just, it's sad. It's sad to watch so many people that... I know and respect and are intelligent people who can handle shit. Like, I have I know have handled shit and have been through tough shit and made it. Uh, but they just, this, like, planted total lack of confidence in their ability to make decisions for themselves. It's like, gross, man. You guys got to reject that shit. I think you can talk to your doctor about that and get a pill prescribed. <sighs> and it's really helpful. <laughs> That's what they say on the TV, at least. <laughs> and then that will lead to less trust in yourself and maybe more dependence on different pills. Mm. Just a hypothesis. No. As someone who's never done that. No. And who doesn't tell my doctor diddly squat, except for if I have an issue. <laughs> That's physical and like, hey, this shouldn't bend like this, should it? <laughs> Probably not. God. Well, anyways, I didn't really count those 33 stories this week because I, uh, well, this is the bowl and I don't like talking about that kind of shit. Sure. So I wanted some fun stories. Yeah. So I have, uh, I have some other ones. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Gilead nets 33 million buckaroos in settlement over a years long HIV drug fraud case in Florida. Oh. Now my favorite part about this is the typo in the headline with years long as one word, years long. Years long. That's, yeah, I don't know. When I typed it in the show notes, I put a, a dash between years and long. Your slong, my slong, everybody's slong. That's right. Uh, yeah, so Gilead filed this lawsuit against 50 clinics, providers, and pharmacies back in 2022, saying that they had established a scheme of recruiting homeless and low-income people to come in, seek out fraudulent prep scripts, through their free drug access program, and then the doctors would pocket the reimbursement payments and repackage the medicine to sell it on the black market. Oh my god! And now they're getting That's settlement so disgusting, checks. Bro. Yeah, now they're getting settlement checks. Oh, so. that's a that's a nasty scheme. That is a nasty scheme, dude. <laughs> Ugh. Uh. Uh. Then. 
I saw that all 33 major U.S. banks passed the Fed's annual stress test. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, isn't that good news? That's a relief. Yeah. The criteria involved handling a doubling of unemployment rate, which I was like, this is all good news, isn't this? Uh, contraction in real estate and a huge stock market loss of $600 billion hairs. So the moral of the story is whoever is about to get wrecked completely, it's not the banks. It's not the banks. That yeah. is the moral of the story. They are in good shape and can withstand severe economic downturn. Unlike us. That's good, <laughs> good for people. them. Good for them. They should have a cigar. <laughs> celebrate. Yeah. No bank left behind. Well, I didn't know this, but passing these stress tests is a requirement for the banks before they can pay out shareholder dividends and buy back shares. So. I mean, that makes sense, at yeah. least. It's definitely been a thing since 2008. I don't know about before that, but interesting. Uh, then, way across a few ponds... 33% of candidates in Japan's upper house election are women. The highest ever. So high. They are the highest women. Wow. Ever. I am really high. But don't tell uh, the authorities because no, weed never. is very down looked upon. I would I? never. Uh, but yeah, la I guess the last time around it was 77 women. Now there's 181. Wow. Hell yeah, high women. That's over double the women. Yeah, I know. I can get behind that. And they're making up 33% of the <laughs> folks running. Look at that. And finally, the MTA vows to make New York City's subway 95% accessible. It will take 33 years. Oh, man. <laughs> Two sentences, one headline. <laughs> they had to get 33 in the headline, of course, you know. But I would have just done a comma. Is there you know? a period in the headline? Yes, two. Oh, my it's God. It's two sentences, one headline. I know. I would have done... Uh, NYC to make subway accessible, comma, uh, will take 33 years, you know? Yes. Something. You just put the comma in there. No We're period at the end. write a headline. Come on. It's like the first thing they teach you in J school. <laughs> yeah. If I could be untaught these things, I would. It's very annoying. Like, copy editing as I'm reading. You know? Just frustrating. Just a frustrating. <laughs> good way to have, uh, blood shoot out your nose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um... This agreement still requires court approval because it's an announcement they made as part of two class action lawsuits mm -hmm. uh, that they're in the middle of. Because only 27% of their subways have elevators or ramps. So if you're crippled, I guess you're just fucked. That's rough. Yeah. They were saying like a lot of disabled folks can only go one way on the subway. <laughs> oh, God, that sucks. Yeah. Or you can only get up. off on like certain stops. Yeah. Well. Definitely that. And so if you can't do stairs, uh, welcome to New York. I don't oh, know. brother. Yeah. But it's going to cost, uh, they said it's going to cost billions of dollars to add elevators and ramps. And they also talked about widening the stalls when you walk in. Yeah. You know, and they were, they were even saying, you know, that's a pain in the ass for parents pushing strollers. Yeah, no shit. New York City is a pain in the ass for oh, parents pushing strollers. Oh, I don't think strollers. I would take my kids on the subway anyway, dude. <laughs> that's just too I risky. I don't think I would take my kids to New York City. <laughs> yeah. That's just too risky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would have to agree with you there. It's all right. We drove through and the kids were like, why does it smell like shit? <laughs> Not yeah, in those words. Why does what, it smell like poop? That's what they said. Yeah, and we laughed because we're like, it smells like pee. <laughs> um, anyways, coof stories were down because <laughs> of people row, row, rowing their boats. Yeah, around, yeah, you know? yeah. The focus shifted, but let's say. In India, 
Uh, the coup claimed five lives in Mumbai in 24 hours, taking the June toll to 33. And there was another article out of India. 33 new coup cases in central zones. Oh, boy. So, you know, they're still rocking it. Full court press, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, soon enough, we'll be back to the coofing stories when they run out of things. Run out of things to uh, be scared about or whatever. Yeah, it's how it goes, man. But I'm ready to go behind the curtain. Oh, yeah. Hey, as we're walking back here, I saw some more booths come in. Oh, hell yeah. Let's look at them. And uh, it's like uh, come and get it, Phoenix and Poke Poke. That's the Phoenix phone boy war still going on. Woo! 3369 and 33, uh, 333. Uh, 13,000 sats from Boobery. Holy sats. Uh, you know him and love him as, uh... Zosobi Booberry, Freak of Hazard, Mothman and the Mini-Ocalypse, and the Horror of Yig. And he we says, want to get real technical. Oh, we do want to get technical. We appreciate that. And he says, Danger! Danger! It's high voltage! When we touch! When we boost! Oh, hell yeah. Singing Boostagrams, the best of the Boostagrams. He all, uh, or he, I believe, directly inspired 333 from NetNet at a fountain saying fire in the Taco Bell <laughs> with a bell ding, which I gave you. Uh, thank you, sir. And 7777 from Boobs. Whoa. Uh, both, by the way, Boobs boosts from CurioCaster on that live tag. Boosty Boobs. Wee lad, is she a screecher or what? Screech. Yeah, she's the screecher creature, man. Yep. You know her. You've seen her. You've scrolled on by. No, you didn't. <laughs> you should have scrolled on by, but you let it play. And now it haunts you. Now it haunts you. We're fascinated by demons. What can we say? <laughs> oh, They're man. alluring in a way. <laughs> God, we left it a mess behind the curtain here. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, what? It, what's that in the corner over there? I think I hear something. Oh, you might hear something. It's uh, like making a sound over there. I'm trying looks, to squint my ears. It's kind of old. Hey, good old shoe. Oh, that's good old shoe. Wow. Every time. You know that good old shoe. Yeah, I never, around. never see her coming. So she <laughs> kicks me in the ass. <laughs> well, apparently it was the Griner's fourth wedding anniversary Aww. in the past week. Congratulations, and, you guys. And uh, From the bowl. Brittany was supposed to have a phone call with her wife. That had been scheduled for two weeks. Their anniversary fell on a Saturday, though. And the call had to go through the U.S. Embassy in Moscow. Uh-huh. Because uh, Saturday, no one's working. Yeah. So there were 11 phone call attempts with no answers. Oh, man. After they had had this on the schedule for two weeks, you know? That's uh, and, uh, 33% of the times they should have tried to call. Yeah, well... Her wife, Sherelle, told the AP they haven't spoken in four months, and now, because of this, because of this, she has zero trust in the government. This is a result of that. Which kind of cracked me up, because, I mean, trust the government. What? Yeah. Who what? even does that? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, can't. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, and she brings up, if you can't catch a phone call, how are you going to negotiate her safe return home? That's a, that's a valid point, right? Well, yeah, you gotta, I mean, it's government. You gotta wait till Monday when the office is open. Business hours, of course, yeah. It's just one of the many pains in the ass when yeah. you're dealing with the government. Sherelle Griner has been trying to meet with Biden over, uh, Brittany, you know, because they've yes. been making 
they always say she's a top priority, you know. And uh, she wants to talk to the Prez about it. Like, hey, how are we going to get my wife home? But no answer there. Very priority. And then, of course, you know, they had to do some smooth over with their White House press briefing. So I got a clip from that of Corinne, the new press secretary there. Pew! Rooney. Thanks, Green. What kind of visibility does the administration have into the, quote, logistical error that prevented Brittany Griner, who's being held in Russia, uh, from speaking by phone uh, with her wife? And how is a mistake like that acceptable, given the stakes at this moment? Um, so this was an unfortunate mistake. That was the tagline. That's the, that's how they're fixing it. They're just, oh, this was an unfortunate mistake. Unfortunate. They're just going to call it that. Um, and the Department uh, Department of State is working to, to rectify this as quickly as possible. Um, from what I understand, uh, there is a, a phone uh, a phone uh, interview has been scheduled. I'm not going to speak to when. That is up to uh, uh, Brittany Griner's partner to to decide. Her wife to decide if that if they want to make that public. Uh, anything else, I would uh, defer you to the State Department. And does Brittany Griner's wife talked about meeting with the president? Or her desire to meet with the president is that something that's on the I don't have anything to share about. Uh, we don't have anything to share about a potential phone conversation or meeting. Uh, what I can say is that the State Department has been in regular touch uh, with uh, with Mrs. Greiner. She he's, she's also spoken to uh, Secretary Blinken, which we have mentioned uh, before. Uh, this is uh, certainly um, any American that is held uh, uh, that is held abroad is a is a priority uh, for this president. We've spoken to that, uh, and we will do everything that we can uh to bring to bring them home that's an amazing story man that's, that's cool as fuck yeah i remember uh there was like a period of time where like all kinds of motherfuckers were getting brought home yeah it's just like not that long ago prisoner swaps yeah because that's something that they're talking about all corners of the earth man uh that was something i saw <laughs> actually hurt well Grinny's trial starting friday mm um, and the possibility of a prisoner swap has been kind of whispered across the media, specifically about this Victor Bout mm. Russian that we've got, also known as the Merchant of Death, oh God. who's serving a 25-year sentence on conviction of conspiracy to kill U.S. citizens and providing aid to a terrorist organization. But uh, kind of a discrepancy between the cases there, I would say. Yeah, are we going to give that guy away for, for Griner? For pot-smoking basketball athlete. Um, I just don't think that's cool. And, you know, they've talked about adding uh, Whelan in there, another American stuck in Russia. Yeah. Okay. Well, we better get more than Griner for somebody like if that. If we're going to do some big bad boy like that, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be more than Grittany. I can tell you that. When I read... Merchant of Death, my brain went, nope, you can keep her. Yeah, well, I mean, that guy should just be off the table. Is that like the only Russian we've got? It can't be. Is this evil mastermind guy? <laughs> it can't be. Somebody, come on. It can't be, but... Can I check the fucking... Uh, we need to check the roll call again. The Associated Press was asking... Like, uh, we want Britney back, don't get me wrong, but... Uh, free Britney. At what cost? You know, we don't want to let this madman loose. What about that guy that used to work for the um, the U.S. Embassy in Moscow who just got sentenced to prison? Like, what the fuck? No one even talks about him. I talked yeah, about him in the poll last week, and that was for medical weed, and he had a valid script and had yeah. just had back surgery. I want him. I want him back before her. 
Because at least he had the medical thing going. She's just, you know, an athlete with some weed oil. And it's not like I don't want my weed smokers back. It's just like, you know, why she's getting all this coverage because she's a gold medal winner. Because she's famous. It's not fair. Man, he's and so famous. I want anyone, any American in Russia, in prison, or currently detained for weed needs to come home. Yeah. But not for the merchant of death. I'm sorry. No. You were right. He's off the table. You should be serving him his own product. But that's kind of, it seems like. And then he should be like dead, and then we could maybe give the remains back. Oh. I think that's. That's what we do, right? We execute him, and then we say, all right, we'll give you the remains for Brittany. There could just be a plane accident on the way there, you know, like he just never makes that's it That's another way to I do it. Yeah. That's a better script. Send him over there in some kind of unmanned situation. Yeah. Oops. Now, the U.S. press has been asking Secretary of State Anthony Blinken about a prisoner swap potential, and he's closed-lipped on it. You know, he just says the line. Well, she's a priority. Getting her home safely is a priority. Okay. Um, but the Russian media, it's really the articles popping up in Russia that are talking about Victor. Victor Bout mm. wanting him back. So, <laughs> oh, God. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Nah, I don't think that's a good deal. No, but, <laughs> bad you know, deal. With the, uh, with the dusty man in office, uh, bad deals are bound to happen. Yeah. I think, you know. Nah. What's a few U.S. citizens oh, in exchange he, for the gold medal? You want that guy? We could get it done? Well, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. It's a win for me, right? Seems like... Uh, I brought a home. Oh, my God. I free Brittany. No. But then uh, Corinne here, the new press secretary. Actually, she's not that new. I keep saying new, like she's new, but... She just seems so new. She seems... Yeah. Like, the way she talks is so... Uh, new. New. Yeah. She, he, him, they, wife, partner, like she doubles what she says on a lot of things. Uh, but she was on The View. Oh, boy. And um, everything was very uh, circle jerky, of course. Well, yeah. As it is. And um, that's how it goes on The View. Then Sonny finally asked her about Brittany Griner. My question is, why hasn't that happened yet? Will the president speak with her? Call. And how hopeful are you that this will get resolved soon if, if our mistake. government can't figure out a call Wait with the embassy? It. Yeah, Sonny, um, that, you know, this is a, a priority for us. And that was an unfortunate mistake. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, from what I, my understanding is a, a call, a, a call has been rescheduled and is going to happen. Uh, if it hasn't happened already, that is for something for uh, Mrs. Greiner to decide if she wants to share that uh, publicly. Uh, I will say this as well. Um, Secretary Blinken spoke to uh, Mrs. Greiner last night. Uh, na our national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, uh, if he hasn't spoken to her already, is planning to speak to her today. Uh, again, this is a prior uh, to, to your point and in, in what you're trying to say or have said very clearly, which is Brittany, Brittany Griner should not be detained. Uh, she should not spend one more day uh, being detained. And as we have demonstrated by bringing, bringing home Trevor Reed uh, very recently, this is a priority for us. It is a priority to bring home uh, Americans who are being held abroad uh, wrongfully. And so we are going to do everything in our power to make sure uh, that happens. We're going to be aggressive about it. Uh, we're going to use every means uh, that we have uh, to make sure we bring her home, uh, also including uh, Paul Whelan, uh, who's also uh, being wrongfully held in, in Russia oh, at this okay. time. 
Wow. Send it, uh, send it better the second time. She must have got extra coached after the first time. Yeah. And it's funny to her, too. It's funny. Yeah, funny. Hmm. Real <laughs> funny. It's funny. But People just say some dumb shit when they get asked questions, you know? Yeah, it's when like the a, brain is working. It's like a throwaway transitory statement, but it's like, man, you gotta choose your words thoughtfully. Yeah, because obviously there's nothing funny. Because you're this the situation. well, you're the you're the press secretary. Yeah, that's kind of the whole gig. She bumbles a lot. Man, it's rough. Bumbles and fumbles. It's rough. It's really too bad. Um, maybe that's a strategy though. Maybe they want uh, people to kind of feel bad for her, or like you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, at least she isn't laughing like Campbell Fits in well with the rest of the administration. Yeah. Bumbling. Bumbling. Like a fucking brigade of bumblers, dude. <laughs> Freaking bumble brigade. Oh, yeah. yeah. I gotta say another thing, too. They always say, oh, she's wrongfully detained. But Russia is very, very anti-weed. So, on their terms, it's not wrongful. It's the law. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you it's- gotta be respectful of where you're going and stuff and no one's untouchable in a foreign land that's for sure right well yeah there's like this there's this trade-off that happens right i mean the the pot laws everywhere are pretty fucking heinous and stupid and should not exist but the response to that isn't to act as though they don't because uh, that can bite you in the ass uh the response is to be careful and be smart you know that's right and it's a lot harder to be careful and smart in a foreign country where you got no protection. Uh, especially one like fucking Russia, you know? You may have heard of it. You may have. You may have heard of it as not being, like, the funnest place to be locked up abroad or to be, like, breaking laws and shit. Uh, man, maybe you gotta go there for, like, the fucking basketball tourney, but, you know? <laughs> this and is, she's uh, been this there is... a lot. I think she just got comfortable, too comfortable. Yeah, yeah. you let your guard down, man. Yeah. And then, you know... You can't be relaxing. Media war starts, and they become the bad guy, and they were going to do things that are extra baddie. Yeah. You know? Yeah, sure, I'll be the bad guy. It sucks, because it's not like I can pick a, uh, a firm side on the, you know, one or the other. Like, I can sympathize, but I can also um, just scratch my head and be like, well, what the fuck did you think was going to go down, you know? Yeah. Uh, she mentioned the Trevor Reed, American, the American dude who was uh, released... From Russia. Mm-hmm. And that was a prisoner swap. And in exchange for him, Russia got Konstantin Yaroshenko, a smuggler convicted of conspiring to import cocaine. Yeah, see, now that's, that's more fair. appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Get a smuggler. Yeah, yeah. A, a we- uh, maybe a weed smuggler. Weed, uh, <laughs> weed smuggler for weed smoker. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the guy that brings tigers over or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, not the merchant of death, Not though. the fucking merchant of death. But not the guy that's bringing death I, over. You, I think we gotta keep him. That's pretty ballsy of them to even suggest <laughs> it. We have unfinished and business with that guy. When you got the dusty man in office, you can't blame <laughs> him for pushing the boundary. Like, oh, fuck, we want oh, that yeah, guy. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, try it. I mean, throw shit at the wall, see if it sticks. You yeah. know, crazier shit is stuck. So, exactly. I, mean, I get it. Um, I get it, but <laughs> no. Uh, I don't think you're getting the fucking merchant of death. No. Over no. some weed oil. Not on my watch. Get real. <laughs> uh, and finally, with the Gritney saga this week, mm. uh, an Arizona representative, Stanton, wrote a resolution to free Britney, which passed the House. And, of course, resolutions aren't binding law or anything, but just an expression of 
a collective sentiment of the House members or whatever. Uh, but it can lead to the formation of a committee. So there could be a Free Britney committee. And I think, whatever, you know, ride the Free Britney wave, dude. Yeah. Everyone knows Free Britney. Free Britney. It started with Spears, but now it's the Britney. I still got my signs. <laughs> yeah. I was going to throw them away. Thank God I did not. I still remember Leave Britney Alone. Yeah. yeah. It's powerful. Powerful Free Britney magic. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and the resolution just urges the government to do everything within its power to ensure she returns. So, uh, basically the same old shit that's been going on or not going on. So... Also this week, the MLB decided they're going to allow CBD companies to sponsor baseball teams. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, all they have to do is get a certification from the National Sanitation Foundation proving that their products have less than 0.3% THC, as Which, is uh, the federal guideline. Yeah, likely they've already got something like that, right? Yeah, I would think so. Because you already got to have that to operate anyway. I think so, yeah. Uh, the Supreme Court has decided not to take up the two medical weed compensation cases that came out of Minnesota mm. um, as per the recommendation of the Dusty Man Justice Department. They encouraged the Supreme Court to reject the cases in their amicus curiae. And they were like the first people that the Supreme Court asked for their opinion. Um, and the DOJ suggested that Broader policy choices are better left up to Congress or the executive branch. Sure. Which is, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, to, I get that it's federally illegal and it's on the Controlled Substances Act. And so it probably would have just been like, well, federally illegal. Can't force the insurance companies or the, you know, the workers comp to cover it. But if a doctor is prescribing it to you, it should be covered. This was all like, I hope there's just dominoes falling on this federal overreach for everything. Me you too. Know? That's what I was Roe, thinking. And then we get yeah, what's uh, next? just what's everything next? else, man. Let's just, keep it going. The fact that they can just ban weed and the states don't agree. And now the states, it's more than just they don't agree. They explicitly allow it through state constitutions in many states, including mine. And so states are at odds with federal law. It makes for a big pain in the ass. And it's something that the federal government was not meant to regulate in the first place. The whole reason, no. the whole reason to join up into the United States originally was so that, you know, we could have this army kick Britain's ass and still maintain our own independent states, our sovereign states and the people's rights. The federal overreach we've grown up with is uh, just baffling, really. <laughs> I really hope weed is the next domino to get hit because the federal government is way overdue on their overreach of that shit. Yeah. Uh, on the Supreme Court denial of these two compensation cases, mm -hmm. they didn't offer a formal written opinion uh, or share how the justices voted. So, but I know it wasn't unanimous. Mm. The Safe Banking Act will not be included in the America Competes Act or the large scale manufacturing bill going mm. through. So that's been uh, struck down once again. No. Free banking between dispensaries and banks, you know? No, they, Chucky needs it as nope. a pet issue to keep bitching about but never do anything about. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what they blamed for the Safe Banking Act being struck from this, right? Yeah, Republicans. Yeah, Republicans. Republicans. The GOP. The GOP. 
Yeah. Then there is an article, which Sir Seatsitter also shared with us, uh, from CNN. Weed users nearly 25% more likely to need emergency care and hospitalization. What? What? Yeah. I found this very interesting. And okay. their lead suggests that recreational pot use is associated with the higher risk of emergency room care and being hospitalized for any reason. According to a new study, of course. Oh, you got your study. Yeah, and you know where the study came from? Canada. Oh, thanks, Canada. Yeah, thanks, Canada. I know. <laughs> I almost want to be like, hey, fuck your study, but fuck Canadian studies, because this is America, and I want to know what's going on here. Man, f*** them studies. That, anyways. Uh, it was funded by the Lung Association of Ontario, Tetra Biopharma, which is always a big red flag to me when there's a pharma company behind something. Mm -hmm. uh, the and then they use data from the Ministry of Health, the Ministry of Long-Term Care, and uh, the Canadian Institute for Health Information and Cancer Care, Ontario. Uh, but they the looked Ministry at of Microscopes in Your Butthole. There's a ministry for everything. They looked at Ontario residents between the ages of 12 and 65 from January 2009 to December 2015. A whopping 35,114 of them. Yowzas. Yeah. And out of those, 6,425 used weed, quote, in the past year throughout the study. So I'm also thinking, like, these aren't Seems like regular. a low sample. Yeah. Yeah, 18% about. And uh, saying that you used it in the past year doesn't tell me anything about how often you're using it. That might be once a year. You know, yeah. might have been once ever. And then they get lumped in here. Um, but they note in the study that there was no significant association between weed usage and respiratory related ER visits or hospitalizations, which is what they're concerned about. Um, they suggested that users were just more likely to go to the hospital for equally important morbidity outcomes. Hmm. And then they went on to say specifically Physical bodily injury, which would, I was like, what? It's like the one thing you really can't skip the going to the hospital part yeah. for, right? Like when you get it a fucking think, injury. Well, the weed users are just more fun. And then they break <laughs> a few bones, you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Like that, yeah. That's the one instance where it's like, well, take me to the hospital. Because mm. what else are you going to do? You know, fucking bo broken bone, I guess. Jesus. But then it says... Respiratory reasons were a close second to go for them going to the hospital after they just said there was no significant association between weed usage and respiratory related visits. So I was like, this so is the, the such BS. it must be statistically insignificant these rates. Yes, of, <laughs> like precisely. If the second place one is basically no increase, then but what? What do you have to work with? What's the thesis that came out of this? Uh, What's the headline that came out of this? Well, I already read you the headline. Right. Oh, it's the same difference, right? More likely to go to the hospital. No, cannabis use is associated with increased risk for serious adverse health events, and its recreational consumption is not benign. Oh, my God. They said that in the study, and then they didn't quote it, but had that exact language in the article. Are you accusing me of being dumb? Not benign. <laughs> and then the article rolls into talking about not just physical damage, but the mental damage to teenagers oh, who no. are doing derbs. Not the kids. Yeah, because you know what's happening to them? What? CHS. 
<laughs> Cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. Oh you ever God. heard of this shit? Oh, uh, no, but I do know that uh, we always got to... Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. Well, it triggered me because this directly links to a New York Times piece that I had read and put down and then picked up to put in my show notes. Mm. Boy, it was frustrating. <laughs> oh, it actually came on my radar because of an Ann Coulter tweet. She shared this New York Times article and wrote, Shorter, pop makes you retarded. To which I sat back and was like, Bitch, we all know reading the New York Times or getting on schedule vaccines is what makes you fucking retarded. Right. But anyways. I know you're half retarded. I digress. Uh, The New York Times did a very long piece on CHS, this cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome following a girl named Elise whose last name was withheld because well, she just turned 18. Okay. But she started smoking pot when she was 14. So either way, not buying the legal stuff since most of these markets are 21 plus. Right. Um, and she only vaped because she didn't want her parents to smell pot. Okay. Smooth. Smooth. Yeah, right. Uh, but anyways, she says that her dealers typically only had 90% THC oils or waxes Mm. and she did this for years you know four years and all of a sudden she passed out in the shower one day and was like oh that was weird (laughs) and then she had this recurrent vomiting she recalls vomiting 20 times in two hours and then her parents having to take her to the emergency room where she was diagnosed with chs oh no yeah recurrent vomiting that happens in heavy pot users i was like uh excuse me recurrent vomiting heavy pot heavy pot yeah but she was doing this fucking dab shit right (laughs) yes from the black market right so she's got black market vape dabs in some gross vape pen that she's carrying around for four years i'm sure she's cleaning it all the time when she said she passed out in the shower, I immediately thought of smoking from aluminum cans. Yep. The only time I've seen people pass out from weed or heard of it mm-hmm. is when you consume it from metal. And what are the vape pens? You know, you could have a shitty vape pen. Yeah, your and if coil sucks or, you know. Not old enough to go to a head shop and buy stuff. Uh, Yeah, you're probably getting some bunk shit. And if also, you're, you're a kid, so you don't know any better. If your oil ain't whipped out all the way, you still got your fucking butane in yes. there or whatever other solvents are used. Exactly. This is not legal market product. This hasn't gone through rigorous, you know, health tests and standards. Mm-hmm. It's not seed to sale tracked. Um, but anyways, they talk about, they later in the article, say that CHS is a psychosis so it's all in your mind. Oh, shit, man. The, ma- the fact that it makes you vomit, it's all in your mind. Because it's only developed in some users and not others. Because I'm sitting back, I'm like, I know a lot of heavy pot users. A lot. And I've never seen them vomit because they smoked weed. Even derbs. I've seen some ridiculous dabbers. Yes. I mean, like, <laughs> Irresponsible. oh, you're just going to do a foot-long dab. Watch yeah. me do it. I don't want to. It actually, that makes me... Such a waste of, like... Huh time and effort and resources <laughs> yeah. and lung power and, and the coffin that so comes. many things it's but, wasting but guess what i've never seen them puke after granted i was like okay 90 percent thc what's that going for on the legal market and i only found uh one company here in the united states that had it available or inventoried online mm. and their name <laughs> is uh i wait, think wait 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 but let me back up for a second okay She's getting 90% THC vape oil, right? Allegedly. 
on the black market. Allegedly, yes. So just dude tells her it's that, right? You're right. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing here. <laughs> what? And even Are if you sure? even if for the study they tested it, they tested one batch. They didn't test anything of ever. Hers. So how do you how do you back up the ninety percent number? You don't. You straight up don't. We're trusting. Which goes a bitch. back to another problem with prohibition, because you don't know what the fuck you're getting. You're oh, playing yeah. Russian roulette. Yeah. But I love how they uh, just deflect the problem onto oh, just weed. It's weed. Weed is the problem. I also just love that they have a first name only girl who's willing to be the Elizabeth Hubbard or Abigail yeah, Williams they, of THC demonization. You know. And then they focus on this like one anecdotal case. Too. Love it. Yeah. And also, wh- whatever happened to Cud? Cannabis use disorder. I'm sure. Also known as Cud. This is probably just a symptom of Cud, right? Like, Cud comes first. Oh, yeah. Is Cud the umbrella? I would guess so, yeah. And uh, what is this I one? Think, Cur- I think uh, CHS. Just. Just. Cud is just if you smoke weed every day. You're clearly addicted if you smoke weed every day. That's the use disorder. You're using it too much. You're having too much fun. But if you have drinks every day, you know. Smoke weed every day. You're not necessarily an alcoholic in this day and age. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Like I was saying, um, they said that <laughs> it feels CHS... feels very cherry-picked to me. You know oh, what I'm yeah. Saying? And having her be a child so that it's only a first name feels very fake to me because I know journalists. And they're fucking lazy assholes. And uh, I don't trust them at all. Yeah, they've eroded any kind of little bit of trust they might no have No sources cited in any of this, by the way. Um, of course, like as you mentioned, no testing or whatever. Because no, yeah, we're gonna... by the time she sat down for her NYT interview, she wasn't even smoking weed anymore. Because she's like, oh, I got so sick. It was was so she still terrible. puking, though? <laughs> no, no, that goes away with the weed. Right. Don't you know? Of course. Um, but when you but... stop smoking fucking butane every day. <laughs> right. It's exactly that's what I thought. I'm like, it's whatever it's being extracted with, if it's weed oil of any kind, yeah. What if it's not? I don't know what it is. She's a child, 18 year old kid would know for sure, definitely. Oh, yeah, you know your shit once you like fucking, and especially if you're doing it since you're 14, man. That's like four years of real hardcore experience. You know, you're goddamn genius by the time expert, yeah, expert level, precisely. NYT expert, um. But when they mentioned psychosis, they said that CHS can be alleviated by hot baths and showers. So I was like, so this isn't really an issue. (laughs) If you start to feel nauseous from doing a derb, just get in the shower. I mean, I've heard other things, too. Like, if you get too high, consume some CBD product, you know, Mm -hmm. like... But no, they said straight out saying this article here, oh, it can be alleviated by taking a hot bath or a hot shower. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's fucking extreme. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. This is, this is a serious issue we got here. Um, then I pulled some quotes out of the article. Experts say today's high THC products, vastly different than the joints smoked decades ago, are poisoning heavy users. Yeah, so poison that can be alleviated by getting in the shower. And also, a derb is not a joint. We're not talking about flour. We're not talking about flour at all. It's How did so, flour come up? It's just so conflated. Oh, bro. it makes me so angry. Even if they are talking about flour with high THC, I'm like, you better watch it. Okay. <laughs> and then they had a quote. Marijuana is not as dangerous as a drug like fentanyl. 
Oh, well, at least like, there's oh, that. Oh, my. Yeah. Wow. We had a few stoned at the time. Can you imagine a plant that's just you take the flower of the plant and you smoke it? That's not nearly as dangerous as a big pharma stepped on painkiller. No, no. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. I learned a lot of shit from uh, this article. Here. They had uh, some statistics with no citation, you know, no, uh, I would usually say like, oh, according to the DEA report from this year and this time that was published in, no, 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 here, they just say, in 1995, the average concentration of THC in pot seized by the DEA was 4%. In 2017, the average was 17%. And then this is a quote I had to pull up. Now, they see glass-like products called shatter. They advertise high THC levels. In some cases, exceeding 95%. Glass-like product like, shatter? Kiss my dude, dick. Yeah, it's just what a derb. What we're just We're just talking derbs, okay? We're just talking dabs. Yeah. I it, say derb. Much like dabs. glass, when you hold it into your hand, it melts into a little puddle. Yeah, right. Fucking idiots. And you smoke it. it yeah. It combusts. Yeah, there's so many things. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can think of so many things that are the same. When I think of glass and I think of shatter, give me a fucking break. No, when I think of glass, I think of pieces, like the bowls, you know, yeah. but not the maybe, dab. Maybe toffee or something, <laughs> you know, is closer. Yeah. But fucking glass-like a product. Hard, yeah, like a caramel that's not <laughs> warmed up. Yeah, you can eat, uh, a eat caramel, it sort of like glass, let's see. Uh, a caramel that's been in the fridge. Yeah, you have to keep it in the freezer so that it doesn't uh, melt into a pool, because like love- in a warm room it will just puddle, just like glass. Fucking retards. Totally Good retarded. God. So here they're mentioning chatter that has uh, over 95% THC, and I only found one product on the American market. And granted, I mean, I'm not going to every dispensary here in the world and uh, <laughs> or in America. I'm just looking at online, you know, inventories. And this was from a California group, Dime Industries. But it didn't say what Delta it was, you know? And I was like, okay, I've seen 95% Delta 8 for sure. But is this, were we talking Delta 9, Delta 8, Delta 10? And then, mm. like, to the New York Times, it doesn't even matter, let's be honest. You know, it's just no, THC they is bad. They just read what's on their card and put print it into an article. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Now, here's another great quote. Meanwhile, the average level of CBD, the non-intoxicating compound from the cannabis plant tied to relief from seizures, pain, anxiety, and inflammation. The only one. The only one, right. The only cannabinoid there uh, has been on the decline in cannabis plants. And I wrote in all capitals with a question mark and exclamation point, source? Because I know companies that make their cheese from growing hide CBD plants. And that's it. That's their bread and butter. And I know on the decline <laughs> that under the 2018 farm bill, CBD is good to go. Right. So like that's a big one that no. I see everywhere. What's uh, on the increase is your options. Yeah. So you can opt to have a high CBD strain. You can opt to have a high or low THC strain. You can opt to have the fucking oh. D8, D9, D10. But we're talking averages here at the New York Times. The average CBD level is going down, didn't you know? The average... <laughs> depth of ass your head is in is going way up over there at the new york times and here's the follow-up studies suggest lower levels of cbd can potentially make cannabis more addictive (laughs) citation fucking needed yeah 
I said, oh, yeah, addictive, like a sugary breakfast cereal. Is that what we're talking about? You know, like, oh, it's so good. I like it. Like Oreos and cocaine. <laughs> so ridiculous. And, oh, yeah, it's all to do with the CBD. It's nothing mental. Addict, you know, addiction's not a personal thing for folks. It's blame it on the weed. Yeah, the weed's bad, man. That's yeah. a side effect of the marijuana poisoning. I thought the article was coming to a close when they tried to uh, sum up Elise's story here. <laughs> oh, you gotta listen to this. Oh, I no. just, I, <laughs> I just have to read directly from the article because it's so crazy. Elise got sober before entering college, but soon found that seemingly everyone on her dorm floor habitually used weed. Not only carts, she said, referring to the cannabis cartridges used in vape pens, if you didn't fucking know from reading this whole article, but bongs, pipes, bowls, absolutely everything. Fuck, she must have been a McPain, dude. Dude, (laughs) there must have been flour around instead of 90% black market THC derbs. Uh, Each morning, she found students washing their bongs in the communal bathroom at 8 a.m. to prepare for their morning smoke and that's in quotes <gasps> getting high to which i was like uh, excuse me it's got wake and bake <laughs> but i know that morning near- smoke yeah they're least- so-called morning smoke at least as an expert okay and the new york times has fact triggers so yeah. yeah morning smokes you know not cigarettes weed smoke after a few weeks Elise began vaping concentrated THC again, she Uh-oh. said, and also started having dark thoughts, occasionally sitting alone in her room and sobbing for hours. I felt so trapped, said Elise, <coughs> who has now been clean for nearly two months. This is not fun in any way anymore. <laughs> yep, that's pot, all right. <laughs> Come Dude. on. What? I was uh, like, first of all, if it's not fun, why you do it? Yeah. Right? Like, I don't do things that aren't fun for me. People on my dorm floor do those, so I don't have a choice. But she's sitting alone in her room crying for hours. So she's not peer pressured into doing it. She's fucking alone crying. I I was like, when have I cried for hours? I've never I look back and I've cried a lot of tears in this life, but never for hours alone endlessly. No. Because I pull myself up and I say, You gotta get out of this hole. You gotta go. You gotta do something else and you gotta be around people. You know, just someone, anyone. And she's surrounded by people. She's in college. Like, dude, I think she's made up. I don't think she's fucking real. I don't think this stuff is working. And I don't think, I hope that this witch hunt on THC doesn't uh, take off. But then again, next topic they push into with this long ass article, blaming legalization and pushing for THC caps, which I haven't thought about in a long time. But they bring up, Maine's 60% THC cap for concentrates, and they're like, that's just not good enough. That's too high still. And I'm like, dude, and 30% cap for plants, which in my experience, most plants are, you know, just tap out normally there, but what what do I know? I'm not an expert. Yeah, you've got to. I love weed, but I'm not an expert on that either, you you know? You've got to get the genetics really rocking to get above that, but it can be done. It can be done, for sure, but I'm saying, you know, most Probably if you're just growing your own bud. Yes. But who's doing that? Ah, in a federally no, illegal no, market. No, no, no. no. no yeah. uh, then they talk to a doctor after a professor who I totally skipped over because fuck academia. But anyways, this uh, Dr. Sharon Levy, director of adolescent substance use and addiction program at Boston Children's Hospital. Cool. Totally fucked up my brain. 
Uh-oh. with the needle situation. You know, I blame Boston Children's Hospital for why I'm so afraid of needles. Yeah. I've never seen so much blood in my life. But anyways, um, this Levy woman says she opened her clinic in 2000 when pot was illegal. So fewer kids were coming in with psychotic symptoms. But now the numbers are just shooting up. And symptoms include, and this is a quote because it got so ridiculous, hallucinations, trouble distinguishing fantasy and reality, strange behaviors like one young man who would spend his days tying plastic bags into knots. (laughs) Or voices talking to them in their head. Okay, when I read about this young man tying plastic bags into knots, you know what I thought of? Picking up poop? No, my health class, when they told me about a kid who took LSD just once and forever thought that he was a carton of orange juice (laughs) spilling out. He was just laid in the hospital bed and said, I'm spilling, I'm spilling. That's his whole life, forever and always. Just nutso, because of the fucking acid. They're fucking full of shit. So I was like, oh, okay, this is some great propaganda. And then they have uh, an activist come in, uh, the mom, the founder of Johnny's Ambassadors, who said when her son was 14, he said, mom, I'm smoking weed. And she said, oh, well, it's just weed. And then forever regretted ever saying that (laughs) because... Later, as he turned 18, he got a medical card, started selling pot to little kids, threatened to kill the family dog if they didn't give him money, ended up in a mental hospital where doctors determined he had a, and I quote, severe case of THC abuse, was prescribed an antipsychotic, which is noteworthy, in my opinion. Yes. But then he stopped taking that and jumped to his death, all at the age of 19. So all that shit went down in one year. And like... I really feel for parents who lose their kids. I know that's like that sucks. And uh, so I'm not trying to like that's her view on it is that blame it on the weed. Sure. That was all the weed. But that sounds like a lot of things going on, dude. And like violence to animals. Very strong red flag about yeah, something that's got some flag. very deep issues that maybe you missed. Yes. Earlier in life. Anyways, uh, doctor- He's probably got eye on the truth. The truth that can be a drug. <laughs> it sure can be. Yeah, they talked about his paranoia, saying that the FBI was at his college and stuff, and I was like, man, eh, it probably was. Oh, shit, yes. They're all over the place. Um, but then Dr. Levy comes back saying, I have kids asking me all the time, what if I just smoke pot once a month? Is that okay? All I can tell them is that there's no known safe limit. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. There's no known safe limit. You can smoke weed all you want. Kids, it's a flower. You're going to do fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Try it. You don't like it, don't do it. Uh, but they just pushed abstinence from this point forward in the article and pushed for CBD. You know, oh, CBD is great. THC is the devil. You get the giggles and you sound like a moron. It comes up a lot, this demonization of THC. And it always bothers me because THC has always been really helpful for me and what I'm looking for. Right. <laughs> when I consume... Um, for pain and shit, just chronic pain and whatever. But, ah, yeah, it's a fucking plant. Can we just, ugh. And uh, if we're going to relate weed to alcohol, too, or say we're going to regulate it like alcohol, look at Everclear. Yes. Okay, can we relate the 90% THC to that, you know? At least in a legal market, everything is tested and certifiably made with healthy standards, allegedly. Properly labeled, at least, yeah. Yeah, it's labeled. Yeah, you know what you're getting, and and kids don't have access to it in a legal market. Man, what am I smoking? Oh, yeah, pot. 
So I had mentioned that when I was like perusing uh, carts of 90% THC available at dispensaries, uh, the one and only place that came up online for me was this <laughs> company called Pharmacan. Oh, Pharmacan. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's an untrustworthy name Sounds if I ever lovely. heard one. And then I saw on their website they're hiring, and they literally use the term safely and effectively in all of their job descriptions. Oh, man. Huge red flag. Huge red flag. Owned by this guy. Well, co-founded by this guy, Teddy Scott, who lives in Chicago. Previously a pharmaceutical researcher who claims he's leading the institutionalization and acceptance of medical cannabis as a part of healthcare. Hmm, this sounds good. And uh, they run Live Well and Very Life, which I've seen those products around. <sighs> but the average uh, THC amount I was seeing in vape cartridges was around 50%. And if you uh, smoke a gram of wax with 90% THC, you're getting... About 50 milligrams of THC, which a lot of people have taken with edibles. Granted, smoke, you know, vaping and taking an edible are different experiences. Right. But, just, come on. This is so ridiculous. I'm so sick of it. And it's, they target parents. They're trying to fuck with us. <laughs> they really target parents. You know, with the, oh, look at this poor young girl. And, oh, look at this poor dead boy. How yeah. dare you? It's like the, the propaganda never changes. It's all the same shit. Yeah. Think of the children. What are you going to do? Move on to all the other shit that happened this week. In California, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill defining cannabis beverages. You know what they are? A form of edible cannabis product consumed in its final state as a beverage, in case you were wondering. Wow. Then the California State Fair unveiled the winners of its first ever state-sanctioned pot competition. 60 Golden Bear trophies and medals were awarded to businesses whose products were judged in... Uh, you know, what gone through lab testing for quality and different cannabinoid profiles. So that's cool. Yeah. State-sanctioned weed prizes. Looking for this? Go here. The Connecticut Department of Transportation is using a grant to get volunteers high so that cops can practice detecting impairment. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Don't help them. Yeah. I was just like, man, this is... <laughs> they get this grant, right? But <laughs> yeah. then they expect people to volunteer because they're just like, we're going to get you high and maybe drunk too so we can make you go through sobriety tests. <laughs> I was like, you aren't even paying people. Don't do it. There's no incentive for you to do this, folks. Connecticutians. Yeah. Just don't do it. Oh, uh, I wonder why all these people want to do it. <laughs> you know what's going to happen is, well, I was thinking like, the cops running this or who are a part of it are going to turn to their family members and be like, hey, you want to do something fun this weekend? Come on in, smoke a little pot, drink a little beer. I'm going to do some tests on you. So it's like their friends and family maybe who are maybe or perhaps more likely to be lightweights. Maybe. Who can't uh, handle shit. He totally knew I was stoned. So I was like, wow, they might actually set the bar pretty high for impairment if if my guess of who's participating is correct. You know, maybe I would hope a stoner would not walk into a cop shop and like do stuff with them. <laughs> Certainly not any of the bowlers. I no. mean, come on. No, you ought to know better than that. But yeah, um, Connecticut got twenty two thousand uh, dollars to fund this training program from the Governor's Highway Safety Association and Responsibility.org. 
uh, which was founded in 1991 as the Foundation for Advancing Alcohol Responsibility. And they are really focused on drunk driving and teen drinking. Um, I didn't see much of anything on their website about pot. They did mention drugs, like driving impaired on drugs. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Connecticut's one of five states that got this funding. The other ones are Illinois, Louisiana, Maryland, and Nevada. So, uh, eh, you know how we feel about the impairment thing. Right. It's like different for everyone. Yeah, and it's, it's incredibly subjective. Yeah. Unless there's an accident, who fucking cares? Yes. And also, if there's an accident, who cares, like, what you were on? You know, just deal with the consequences of the accident. Right. What did you wreck? You need to make it better. Yeah, exactly. Then in Connecticut, regulators received 37,000 applications for 56 recreational licenses. Oh, God. They've got their work cut out for them. Yeah. Um, In Illinois, the Criminal Justice Information Authority awarded $45 million in grants Funded by recreational tax revenue. I like money. Which is going to community reinvestment, allegedly, under the Restore, Reinvest, Renew program, also known as R3. You should call it R. R. Three. <coughs> R, R, R. So 148 organizations received this. Uh, they prioritized groups with an operating budget of less than $2 million, which I was like, wow, $2 million. <laughs> Seems like a big budget <laughs> based on the organizations I've worked with, but what do I do? Um, and the funds will be administered in the 2023 calendar year. In Louisiana, Governor John Bell Edwards signed 10 weed and hemp bills into law in one day. Uh, I wrote down a sentence for each of them if you want me to read about them of course sure uh the first one authorizes dispensing medical weed to certain qualifying patients who are not louisiana residents which i like if you have a medical card and you go to a different medical state you should be able to get your medicine yeah uh second one provides immunity from prosecution for medical pot third authorizes certain nurse practitioners to recommend medical weed to patients one outlaws warrantless searches of residences based on the pot smell, which I was like, well, yeah, can you imagine that? Mmm, smells like weed. Bang the door down, sir, just got sprayed by a skunk, it's not weed. Oh yeah, sure. And then they just search your whole house and catch you on something else. Assholes. Warrantless searches are bullshit. Typical. Um, the fifth one prohibits smoking and vaping in motor vehicles. And I was like, wow, I think it counts for cigarettes too, nicotine vapes. Because how would they know? Unless they pull you over, take a sniff, get a whiff. <laughs> the sixth one reforms the state systems for regulating the production of pot for therapeutic use and for the dispensing of such product. The seventh one uh, gives the Department of Health the ability to assess fees and charges for regulating medical weed. Just switches the power over to them. The eighth one revises the state's drug code definition of paraphernalia to exclude pot smoking devices wow for lack of better words yeah that's a lot of uh it's a lot of work getting done over there yeah this was one day the ninth one created the industrial hemp promotion and research program and then the 10th bill he signed lays out the regulations for louisiana's industrial hemp program by creating new licensing standards requiring criminal background checks and prohibiting the sale of smokable hemp and hemp derived cannabinoids in alcoholic beverages 
Mm. Which I was like, ooh, prohibiting the sale of smokable hemp, is this going to be all the synthetic cannabinoids, like the Delta 8 and all that stuff? Don't know. They didn't elaborate in the bill. But then later in the week, he also signed another bill that changes the background check process for medical uh, weed businesses. And it just says they have to do a background check, but whatever comes up in the check has no impact on whether the person can be employed or not. Mm. That's just totally up to the employer, which makes sense. And the final bill he signed this week. Good Lord. was a bill protecting most state workers uh, from being subject to negative employment consequences due to legal medical use of weed, which is good. And of course, it doesn't cover, you know, transportation jobs, yep. federal jobs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in Maryland, the Court of Appeals ruled that the smell of pot does not provide probable cause, but only reasonable suspicion. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, this is a it's really... A hairline step there. It's a yeah. step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. So over there in Maryland, it's uh, decriminalized, but possession of 10 grams or more is a criminal offense. And this case was about a juvenile and his four friends who were detained after cops smelled pot coming from them, frisked them, and then found that one had a loaded firearm on them. So uh, they were charged with that. Uh, the ruling just says you can't arrest them on the odor of pot alone. Uh, but that the smell remains evidence of a crime and meets the legal threshold to justify an investigatory stop. So the detention of these kids did not violate their Fourth Amendment rights. Hmm. Then in Massachusetts, the FBI arrested an attorney in Somerville for allegedly attempting to bribe the Medford police chief. Name's Sean O'Donovan. He was indicted on two counts of honest services wire fraud and one count of bribery concerning programs receiving federal funds. Uh, he retained, or no, a medical cultivation group retained him as an attorney uh, to assist in obtaining a host community agreement with Medford, which is a requirement to operate a recreational license. Uh, and Medford established a cannabis advisory committee in 2020, which was composed of five officials, including the chief of police. Of course, the mayor of Medford has the final authority to decide who's selected for uh, these recreational licenses and who gets the host community agreement signed. But this attorney approached... A person labeled as Individual One, a close relative of the chief of police, and said, uh, hey, I'll give you $25,000 if you'll get the chief to talk to me. Mm -hmm. And the individual told the chief about it, and then the chief, of course, turned around and told the federal authorities, hey, this guy's trying to bribe me. So the investigation started, and the individual accepted the $25,000 in cash from the attorney, and... Uh, he went and asked the chief for a favorable rank. Um, they tried to get him to sign a contract, you know, to make their job a little bit easier with this whole thing. Uh, but the attorney was smart enough to say, oh, I'm not going to leave a paper trail. Yeah. Um, but if the client were to get that HCA from Medford, they agreed to pay this attorney $100,000 annually. So, Ooh. yeah, he had big motivation to get this to go through. Uh, but now he's going to be sentenced up to 20 years with three years supervised release in a $250,000 fine. So uh doesn't do you too good. And this just makes me wonder how many other shenanigans like this are going on that 
aren't being talked about. Mutual agreements, you know? Like we saw in New Bedford. Uh, in New Jersey, they are fining companies for selling recreational weed during medical hours. Did not know this was a thing in their law, but most of it went down on April 21st, the first day that legal recreational sales began, which is like, yeah, it would be an exciting day. And I'm sure that patients with medical cards stocked up before the big day of recreational weed. Yeah. Um, but the four companies being sued here, or fined, is Cureleaf, Ascend Wellness, Verano Acreage, and Green Thumb Industries. I guess it's four plus Cureleaf, five. Mm. But those are all big players. Uh, so they processed 3,200 recreational sales during these patient-reserved hours, uh, and it totaled $360,000 in fines for all those companies combined, uh, $10,000 for each day on which violations occurred. That's pretty rough. Then in Fulton County, Pennsylvania this week, six people were injured when there was an explosion at a cultivation facility. It was said to have happened from a generator on the right side of the building, uh, but the fire was contained to the incinerator room, so the plant is still intact and functioning. Um, two folks got life flights out of there for having burns to over 30% of their body, and the other four were taken to the hospital via ambulance. So this was at Ilira Healthcare, which is a TerraSend manufacturing and cultivation facility. They were acquired by TerraSend in 2019, and now TerraSend is investigating what exactly happened. But they've got 300 total workers there, and they've been open for five years, so we'll see if foul play is afoot, or if it really was just a generator that blew up. In Gallatin County, Montana, the commission overturned a voter-approved ballot measure to tax pot sales due to procedural errors. Uh-oh. Yeah, and the crazy part is the folks voted yes to a 3% sales tax on medical and recreational weed. So voters will see the two questions again on the November ballot, and the state very much hopes that they approve the tax once I'm more. I'm sure they do. But what happened is there's a state law that requires a notice of election to be posted twice, once 45 days before and then no later than 30 days before the vote. Uh, but that deadline was missed for the June 7th primary. And the notice also needs to include what goods the tax could affect. And I believe that's what was left out. So that's why other votes were fine and other votes were certified. But the pot tax vote, no good. Gotta be retaken. So the county was set to begin taxing in October. Now they gotta wait. <laughs> so hey, it gives people the time to change their mind. Hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Why would I vote for taxes? Hmm, let me think about this. No more taxes. Let me uh, go buy a pre-roll, smoke it, and think about <laughs> the money I just saved. Hmm. In Texas, the Supreme Court there upheld the ban on smokable hemp and struck down the retail ban. It was a very strange ruling to me. Uh, they referred to hemp as vicious and harmful twice in the write-up. And uh, with this retail thing, they say retailers can sell pre-rolls as long as they weren't manufactured in Texas. But flour in a container to be smoked cannot be sold. Mm. But you can process flour in another state and then send it back to us and we'll let you buy it. Just can't be uh, grown here. Sounds about For smoking right. purposes. 
And the Delta 8 case is still on the table. That'll be taken up in the future. So I don't know if this will have an impact on it, but pretty weird. Uh, Stevens Point, Wisconsin, their city council passed a proposal lowering the fine for pot possession to five bucks. Damn. If you're 18 or older (laughs) and have 25 grams or less on your person. If you're 17 or younger, you're going to face a $100 fine. But it's a college town. Five bucks is fine. As long as we have to have fines. Right. stupid. Getting there. (laughs) Getting there, yeah. Baby step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, The Swiss Federal Council voted to remove the requirement for physicians to have special permits to prescribe medical weed. Mm. I thought that was good. Yeah. Uh, I'm all for reducing licenses and permits. That's stupid. Yes, yes it is. More money going into the government pocket. In Thailand, of course, they started their uh, all-you-can-go-home-grow on June 9th. Yeah. As long as it's, you know, for medical purposes, less than 0.2% THC. Well, their Ministry of Public Health made an announcement just restating that recreational pot is prohibited. And um, now they have removed weed from their Category 5 narcotic drug list, but they reiterate here that smoking in public is immediately considered a nuisance. They say that the smell may cause health hazards to people. (laughs) Okay. The smell could lead to the risk of lung disease, asthma, and bronchitis. Interesting. I didn't know these things, and there's no sources cited, no studies cited. No. Um, But if you get caught with recreational weed... You could be imprisoned for up to three months and face a fine of $710. Then, because of Thailand's moves here with HomeGrow, the embassy in Jakarta issued a warning that bringing weed to Indonesia can result in a death sentence. Good God. So let's not do that. Yeah. Bowlers. Or anyone out there. Because I don't want to hear about wrongful detainment because you brought weed to Indonesia. They said it outright. You bring weed here, we kill you. Maybe. Seems like a stiff penalty. Yeah. Just don't go to places like that. We'll kill you. Unless it's a medicine, (laughs) then you're cool. And finally, uh, Russia released a ban list of 500 plus people. Oh, God. And a bunch of Canadian pot activists were on there. Oh, Barred from entering Russia. None of you weed heads. To get old Mark Emery again? Yeah. Mark and Jody Emery are listed. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, Russia's always opposed legalization and... They say it's a breach of international treaty obligations. Can you imagine uh, if we wind up on that list? Like, oh, darn, we can't go to fucking Russia. (laughs) Oh, shucks. What a fucking bummer, dude. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's all I've got for Behind the Curtain tonight. Excellent. Well, uh, I'm going to check in on uh, how the old Rev's doing. Yeah, Rev. Metal moment each week, and this week, of course, no exception. Woohoo! In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Bloodywood happens to be one of my favorite bands, particularly because they grew up out of a YouTube duo and became international recording artists. 
They just released a new album here a couple months back, and one of the songs, Dana Dan, deals with the subject of rape. Dana Dan being the Punjabi equivalent to getting your ass curb stomped. Here is Bloody Wood with Dana Dan. the heat rage against the rapists well there you go uh if you'd like to follow along with the rev and his exploits across this great land you can follow him on the no agenda social he's at rev cyber trucker over there and, and uh, you can go to rev too and there's even a metal moment request line now at 816-366-8333 there you go call him tell him what you want to hear and you'll hear it right here Humble after pull, the metal moment. Um, yeah, so we're going to get to our callers here for the uh, first time. You ever had a fucked up roommate? Because I'm really interested in hearing. Uh, but I wanted to give a nod to some late minute uh, support that came in from Farmer Todd. <gasps> Farmer Todd, woohoo! He threw some 999 on the PayPal there. Oh, uh, thank you. Breaking the PayPal drought. And he just said, killing it, short and sweet. We appreciate that, Farmer Todd. And we'll add you to the producer list there. That's right. Definitely appreciate that. And a couple of helipads. Thor the Wonderhammer and Phoenix still going at it. 333 each from Fountain. Spreading the love all over the bowl. And uh, Phoenix hollers back with Phone Boy. It's my penis and I'll boost if I wanna. Boost if I wanna. She's getting the boost all over the bowl. Look at that. Hell yeah. Look at that. We got a lot of... We got even more to clean up here behind the curtain. Uh, but our callers calling in the F-Tie Topic. They are uh, weighing in. First time you ever had a fucked up roommate. And uh, you can let us know at 816-607-3663, just like this caller did. Hey, bowlers. First time I ever had a fucked up roommate. Well, I actually think that, well, most of my roommates have been fucked up, um, <laughs> with the exception of, well, maybe one. Um, so, the um, yeah, I got to say the first roommate I had was actually in... Um, was actually in high school because, um, yeah, I went, I went to a boarding school and, and yeah, I think I fought with my first roommate. I don't remember if I had a second, had a different roommate for my, my junior year or not. Can't remember. Um, but anyway, that's a whole, that, that it's, and then I got actually, yeah, I got to uh, a college. I actually, my roommate that I had, the first roommate I had my freshman year was, disgusting uh yeah leaving leaving spit cans of fucking you know what he uh you know he he used that uh tobacco stuff that you put on your list uh, yeah a chew or whatever and and oh my god that was disgusting yeah the guy was the guy was kind of an asshole to me the guy the guy i had after that was okay i got i got introduced to skinny puppy and, and <laughs> jello biafra and the dead kennedys and that kind of thing um 
some interesting stuff there. My junior, my sophomore junior year roommate in college was uh, uh, more socially awkward than I was, but he was, I guess he was kind of an okay guy. And then, and then my senior year roommate is literally trouble. Yes, his his um, his um, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, that 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 is his legal middle name. Uh, is uh, is trouble. Um, and wow. um, then the next roommate I had was uh, well, the the roommate that I'm still trying to get legally separated from. Yeah, that was probably the most fucked up roommate I've had. Um, the current roommate, best ever. That's all I'm saying. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Love you. Well, oh, hey, yeah. you finally found a good roommate. That's good. Takes a lot of shitty roommates to get to a good one. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, speaking of his great roommate. So the first time I ever had a fucked up roommate, well, you know, I would have to say it was actually pretty recently. Um, I was sharing a living space with this guy. Oh. And, I mean, he's an all-around great guy, but Jesus Christ, he is just the weirdest fucking dude. <laughs> He cooks, he cleans, he's a god in bed. Oh my god, it's Fun Boy! Yeah, he's not <laughs> fucked up, but he's fucking amazing. And I love him. I've never had a fucked up roommate. And, um, you know I don't what that think means? I ever will, because I'm pretty sure we're going to be living together for the rest of eternity on this rock that we call Earth under the sky of great oxygen and. I can neither confirm nor deny he may be a lot stoned tonight while I'm out here busting my ass working. Yeah, you know, details, technicalities, those things. Yeah. But anyway, just figured I'd say hey, y'all, and uh, have a great show. In the bowl, Phoenix out. In the bowl, Phoenix. In the bowl. Yeah, you got to be careful, though, because if you've never had a fucked up roommate, you know, that means you're the fucked up roommate. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this next caller is a fucked up roommate or maybe you just had one um i really haven't had a lot of uh roommates uh and none particularly bad Uh-oh. which um either means i'm really lucky or i'm the bad roommate <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, careful i don't think it was that uh i don't really think i had too many issues at least that I, the way I see it. Perfect. Um, <laughs> but uh, the worst person that ever lived with me was uh, ex girlfriend's son. Oh, damn. Um, constantly breaking things around my house. And then I'd go and, like, what the hell? And they're like, oh, I don't know. You know, so it was like <clears throat> this constant uh, battle of uh who broke this who broke that yeah uh, who who ripped the veneer off the bottom of my door <laughs> apparently that happens when you try to forcibly close the door with a sock underneath it uh yeah you know, maybe move the sock i don't know the novel concept and all but whatever um <laughs> this kept going on and on for a while uh this yeah. is gonna keep it's, going i think two years he lived with yeah damn around there but uh, <laughs> he uh, did not have a job and smoked weed in my uh, driveway all the time <laughs> and then played video games in the basement um, for quite a bit of time while he was here. He did work here and there, uh, never paid any rent or anything, but uh, in his 20s. Uh, but anyways, uh, the one time his mother came home and he was not aware and he was parked at the top of my driveway of an L driveway. 
and uh, she kind of parked off to the side behind him uh, to where he could have backed out if uh, one car length. Anyways, he was so high he was in the garage or in the driveway and decided to back out to go get a Slurpee at the 7-Eleven. It didn't go down the one side, just kind of went down the middle and then slammed right into her car. Uh, and she was like freaking out. <laughs> and then uh, the common reply when stuff was broken around here was, well, well it's old anyway. <laughs> older uh, at the time. So I blurted that out while I was smoking a cigar and she was smoking a cigarette in the garage. Uh-oh. And uh, yeah, that, that started the fight. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty wild. So. Maybe she was my worst roommate ever. <laughs> in the pool. In the pool. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, sometimes you talk it out, you realize these things. Yeah. Oh, man. It's rough. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, my gosh. I want to pause here. Because, <laughs> uh, well, maybe I should start with mine. I should start with my, my fucked up roommate. Okay. The first time I ever had a fucked up roommate. <laughs> it's the first time I had a roommate at all. It was a college. <laughs> My freshman year. And uh, they had this like Facebook group uh, of all of us who were going to be living on the same floor in this, they called them FIGS, Freshman Interest Group, right? And we were all like the brainy journalism scholarship kids. So we were all uh, designated on the same floor in the same dorm. And there was a guy's wing and a girl's wing all on the same floor with, you know, the elevators were in the middle and they kind of divided the two wings. So you got to kind of go into this Facebook group. You had a questionnaire of like 40 different questions that uh, was supposed to help you kind of determine who would be the best roommate and the best fit for you. And um, I kind of matched up, paired up with this rather colorful character who had an interesting uh, Facebook presence and whatever, you know. It was interesting to chat with. And um, when I got to college, he was like probably one of the goofiest characters on our floor. Just a strange cat. Who was like uh, I don't I don't really know exactly. He, he uh, claimed uh, dissociative uh, personality disorder, but I never really like watched him dissociate. You know, um, but he was a strange guy. You know, he was one of those guys who like when he ate mushrooms it seemed like way more normal than just his <laughs> regular self. Uh. Um, to give you kind of a hint, uh, he would. Um, frequently be like traveling up and down the halls like sometimes just kill, like kill time or whatever i don't know like in the evenings sometimes he'd be like walking down the whole length of the dorm hallway like all the way to the end uh at the end of the girl's wing and there's like a window and there's like a staircase there and then he'd like turn and come all the way back and he'd just kind of gently rub his like hand or his fingers he does like fingers just rub brushing the wall the whole way oh. and he just paced the length of the hallway back and forth a number of times um a walker he's a he was a walker <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah most definitely but uh weirdest experience was uh by the, by the way he was only a, a one semester wonder oh and like right at the beginning of the second semester he kind of like got this wild hair up his ass and decided he was going to backpack across europe and just like dropped straight out of college and Flew over, I think, first to London and then somewhere into France and, like, then ended up running out of money and coming home. But um, there's this one night, so it was the first semester, right? Because he wasn't even, I don't know, he he might have done a couple of days of the second semester, just long enough for me to get a dorm to myself when he left. Um, 
buddy, we, it's like at night, I'm just kind of falling asleep. It's like the, probably the second month in school, you know? So we've kind of like gotten a little used to each other, but also kind of figured out he's an interesting guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm like at that point where you're just about to drift off to sleep. You're just ready to like drift and he shoots up in bed, like straight up. And it's like, Oh fuck. And I was like, what's up? Did you? All right. Uh, you okay? And he's like, it's them. <laughs> and I was like, it's them. It's who? Oh. And then he was like, Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I saw the aliens that abducted me two years ago. Oh, I thought they were coming back for me. <laughs> I was just like, Oh guy. All right. Oh, them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you maybe didn't see him. And I remember like, Boy. I, uh, I, like, he had his pair of scissors, right, in the, uh, computer desk. And so, like, he, like, just laid back down, turned toward the window, so his back was to me. So I, like, got silently out of bed and walked over and got the scissors out of the desk <laughs> and then put them, like, just under my pillow just so they were, like, not accessible. And then I went to sleep. This is a guy we don't want running with scissors I was just like, man, me. I don't know what's all this is up, but, like, I would just feel a lot calmer and more comfortable and able to drift off to sleep if the scissors are, like, under my pillow. But did you just look around? Just in case, you know. Did you look around for the aliens, I mean, too? Uh, no sign of the aliens. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. He slept right by the window, so maybe he had oh, like, a lot more sky access visually than mm. I did, but... Yeah. <laughs> He was most definitely a fucked up roommate, but a very nice guy. You know, we never had yeah. any, like, we never have any problems. He was just a very odd dude. That's cool. Yeah, that he was nice because yeah. my fucked up roommates were the opposite. <laughs> yes, where many would consider them normal. I'm sure they're normies today, uh, but they were very mean, <laughs> very mean. <laughs> And uh, it was started off, I had a big red flag my first day of college. Now, <clears throat> I chose not to participate in a FIG, a freshman interest group, because I wanted to stay in a dorm that was going to be open all year round so that I didn't have to necessarily travel back to Massachusetts on winter break and stuff. Yeah. And all the dorms close for the breaks. It's like, where am I supposed to go? I'm living here full time now. I'm quite far away from uh, home. So anyways... <clears throat> The only dorm that did this was the dorm where, like, the football team lives and all the traveling athletes and such, cheerleaders and whatever. So this is just already off to a great start. I didn't know that signing up, okay? You know? And I chose a dorm where everyone has an individual bedroom with a shared living room. So, key in with my card. First day, got the grandparents with me, helping me move in, saying goodbye for the last time, you know. And uh, there's fucking boxes and packing supplies so cluttered on the floor that you got to kick it to walk to your door. And I was like, oh, this is kind of gross, you know. Like, put your just pile it up. You could shove all the boxes in one box, break them down, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, Jesus, it looked like they moved an entire house into a dorm. So I was like, oh, okay. And um, no one was there. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is a little weird. Uh, every time I would come in and out of my dorm, I never saw my roommates, <laughs> ever. Uh, nothing, just no sign. Um, 
I think they were rushing a sorority. Oh, so boy. I'm guessing like you spend all your time there. Yeah. And probably had a buddy that they could sleep over with or whatever. I don't know how this worked. Uh, I never chose to do that. Um, but anyways, I had one. Uh, there were three roommates in my little shared rooming, uh, living space. And one of them did show up. And she was a cool girl from rural Missouri, like way rural. She's like, yeah, I graduated with 12 other kids. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. We got along great. Uh, she was funny and fun. And uh, she had a really hard time in school. So she was a one semester wonder, unfortunately, because we got we got along so good. She might have been a two semester wonder. Um, But anyways, I was in class one day and that roommate calls me and she goes, hey, the police are here and they want to get in your room. I was like, excuse me, what? Tell them no. And she's like, yeah, the RA already told them no, which is awesome because RAs are supposed to just automatically key them in. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Pretty lucky. But uh, I made friends with the RA pretty early on just because I was like, this is probably a good person to know. Yes. You know, and and she was not an athletic person. She was like an artsy girl. So we just kind of saw each other and we're like, oh, hey, cool cool um so anyways (laughs) i end up getting a police escort from my class to my dorm room and thank goodness i knew you so i didn't keep anything in my dorm at all i was actually spending most of my time off campus already Mm -hmm. but this was what like a month into the school year i mean this was not long at all and so I'm like texting you in a fucking police car. The, guy, the cop is trying to small talk with me and I don't talk to the police. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sitting there and I was like silent. And he's like, I'm just trying to make conversation. And I'm like, I'm not. And we get to my room, the dorm. And he's like, I, uh, I'm i here. I'm looking for a dress. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, what? He's like, yes, I'm looking for a dress. And I was like, well, you're welcome to see my closet He's like, yes, one of your roommates uh, said that you took her dress. And I was like, "You what? She did. Uh, she had her clothes out in the shared living area mm-hmm. on a rack. So the dresses were accessible to anyone who came in and out of the dorm. But I had had you over a few times, but not many because I just went to your apartment. And uh, other than that, I didn't bring people in my dorm. I didn't hang out at my dorm, you know, other than to sleep. Yeah. And do homework in my room alone with like the door shut because fuck those people. And um, anyways, he goes through my closet and he just laughs because like everything's like studded or Lolita frilly dresses. Everything around my room is Hello Kitty, J-Rock. You know, he's like, okay, this is pretty weird. He's like, I got to take you down to the station for a few questions. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. He's like, yeah, we have to do an interrogation. <laughs> uh and I'm like, I would really rather not. I would rather get in contact with my attorney. And anyways, he's like, okay, well, we'll go into the non-recorded room. Which I'm like, you don't have a non-recorded room. Right. Everything we say and do is recorded when we're talking to you guys. Yeah. Like, campus police, they have the state power. Like, anyways, highway patrol power. But anyways, I, uh, I get cleared of this dress incident. Yeah. And then... Uh, Two, maybe two weeks later, I took you back to my dorm to get something. Mm-hmm. And guess who fucking shows up? Oh, the cops. Because, oh, one of those roommates that I have never seen, never seen them in person, in the flesh, was like, oh, I smell weed. So 
go through the whole rigmarole and you have no rights when you're in a dorm because the university owns it. Right. So you can't just be like, no, you're not going in the dorm room. The RA was just like played stupid and was like, I, you have to wait till she gets there because I don't have a key code to her room. I'm new. <laughs> yeah. Good for her. Um, and anyways, they key in and they didn't find anything. I'm sure we smelled like weed. They didn't find anything and they were upset, but they left and that was way too close for comfort. So yeah, it was at that, that time. that was actually a smooth one because <laughs> they, uh, the only thing that was there was this little dugout which was up by the TV where we played video games. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Don't you so, remember that? Because <laughs> um, they came in while we were in there, is what I remember. Yeah. And uh, I was playing Fallout, and that thing was right by the TV. And so what I did was they were like, we need to search you first and pat you down to me. So then I got patted down, and they were cool, and I was good. And then once I got patted down, <laughs> I went back and I grabbed the controller for the playstation and grab the dugout at the same time and i put the dugout in my pocket Smooth. and then just kept playing the game i just kept playing playstation <laughs> so it was like you know they weren't looking at me because i was grabbing the controller and i was like doing you know they were like he's just playing the game yeah so that was kind of a close one it was scary dude anyways i didn't know what the f- <laughs> like what the hell and you didn't know that either yeah like i was like <sighs> i was just so like, i didn't know if sweating. you were gonna like look wrong or say something no. silly so i like you i just like i am cool i didn't let nobody know you know i but, was just like oh here's something that doesn't exist so like call my grandma like go down to the head of the dorm stuff and i'm like i need to change dorm rooms because i'm being harassed by two people i've never even met face to face like they've called the police on me twice and I hate that. Like, who wants to live in that situation? Yeah, fuck that. You know? It's hostile. And then the lady had the nerve to say to me that, oh, well, we hear that you're quite a terrible roommate, you know, that you've caused a lot of problems, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Ix, fucking excuse me. I go to class and I go to the apartment that my boyfriend lives in. I don't even come here that often except for to get clothes and stuff I need. Oh, my. So um, <laughs> one day I get a text message from a number that I don't know. Hey, Lorian, this is Stephanie, your roommate. And I was in my dorm this night. And she sends me a picture of a leg. <clears throat> and it's covered in what looks like burns or like, I don't know, disease. And she's like, do you have any uh, idea why this might have happened to me after I shaved my legs? And I was like, well, you leave your razor on the floor of the shower. That's pretty gross. It could be rusty. And she's like, no, I don't think that's it. Like, this is pretty weird. And then I get another text from another number. Hey, this is Amanda. Uh, my legs are broken out in a rash. That's really bad. And like, I'm going to go to the emergency room. Do you know why that might have happened to me? And I was like, what the fuck? And I showed you the text and you're like, oh, God, what it is going so on? It looked so fucked, dude. It would looked bad, bro. I was like, I have no idea. So I'm just like, this is so weird. But I know it'll be blamed on me because I'm the scapegoat here right. or whatever. The ghost and they're ghosts to me. And uh, anyways, <laughs> I tell the other roommate, I'm like the cool rural girl. I'm like, hey, dude. I, can you come in my room, like, when you get back from wherever you're at? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I show her the pictures and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, we live with diseased bitches. She's like, oh, dude. And she starts cracking up. I'm like, what? And she goes, I hate those bitches so much. I was like, huh? Because she's like, they're they're so mean to you for no reason. You're like the coolest girl ever. You're so nice to everyone. She's like, so I took their razors. I took a big old dump in the toilet and I (laughs) swiggled them around in my shit water. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I had a bunch of fucked up roommates in my first shared living experience. Oh, my fuck. Oh, man. All I got to say is karma goes around, bitches. Karma's real. God damn. (laughs) It was a wild time. And uh, fuck the dorms. Yeah, the dorms are absolutely fucking wrecked. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. That's so puke worthy. I know. <laughs> right when we had said this thing, you gave me that look because you're just like, holy shit. I uh, never met that those chick girls. That was a fucking savage, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, you grew up in small town Missouri. Gonna be a savage. <laughs> God damn, bro. But yeah, then those two sorostitutes, they just had no idea what was coming to them. <laughs> So, yeah, all three of your roommates were completely fucked up. Fuck around and find out is all I gotta say. Oh, and I man. had nothing. I just had my hands up the you whole time, you were just time, trying to keep, you know? yeah, you just tried to mind your own fucking business. I was playing video games, maybe a little high once in a while, but never smoking in the dorms or anything. No. Like, yeah. I might have smelled like pot on my person, but fuck, maybe it was patchouli. Who knows? <laughs> they certainly don't. They never talked to me. Yeah. So, oh, God. Yeah, anyways. Crazy I don't, I don't times, miss those dude. Days. Crazy times. Yeah, fucking roommates, bro. Always a liability. Always a liability. For real. Never liabilities in our voicemail, though, right? No. Oh, well, get yourself some big black frames. Oh, yeah. With the glass so dark, they don't even know your name. Now the choice is up to you, because they come into classes. Rhinestone shades of cheap shirt. <laughs> cheap stick. Oh man. Hell yeah, cheap stick. Stick might be cheap, but it never come free. Uh glass glass so dumb. Great one. Oh, that's a good one. Glass so dumb. I get several. Uh we had a follow up actually. Bowlers. Hello. Hola. Hello. How are you lovely people doing? Oh, we're doing pretty great. It's a lovely night, man. It's actually kind of nice tonight. And how we doing? It's been so fucking hot. Oh, yeah. But not tonight. It's decent. Thank God. Um, first time I ever had a fucked up roommate. I stayed in this one apartment with like a bunch of people and they were all fucked up. So does that count? The yeah. fucked up bunch? Yeah. It was a party nonstop, like all the time. All the time. Like, I don't know how I slept. I just had to sleep through it. And like, I mean, people would come and go. Like, there are only three people on the lease, but like, uh, there was always people there. Oof. Partying, doing all sorts of shit. Yeah. Like, I don't know how we didn't get arrested. <laughs> crazy. Fucking crazy. Mm. Mm. Uh, after that, I had a roommate. Um, no, he's a good friend of mine. He wasn't really fucked up. The only thing that like was bothersome was he was a fucking slob. Yeah, oh, man. Big time. Yeah. Um, he would never, never wash the dishes. Like, we would trade off, you sure. know, because we thought that was best somehow. And, like, 
he would like just let the dishes stay in there and just pile up and get fucking gross. It's terrible. I ended up like just doing the dishes all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the only bothersome thing. And, um, yeah, just a, just a fucking slob. He had weird hobbit feet. <laughs> no, you know, that's not tucked up or anything, but still, still, I don't have a roommate now. Nice. I'm my own roommate. Nice. And that guy's real fucked up. <laughs> He's all, all the time just talking about dumb shit, like especially stick. <laughs> <laughs> Always with the stick. Fucked up roommates, man. They're bringing the stick. Oh, Lord knows this guy's had to have a fucked up roommate. The first fucked up roommate I had, I was a Tinderberry at the age of 18, <laughs> going into uh, junior year of college. Wow. They had one of the on-campus apartments, not the actual dorm rooms. So there was four people mm-hmm. uh, to these facilities, uh, each with their own separate room, kitchen, living room. And uh, it was it was through my roommate then I learned that sometimes there are no rules, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that would come in the f- many forms. Uh, a personal favorite of mine was um, Ben was a dipper, uh, quite an avid dipper, so much of a dipper that there would be cups full of paper towels God and dip, damn it. and I mean cups upon cups upon cups. There would be like 13 fucking cups on the uh, coffee table and another 10 cups in the bathroom that we mm-hmm. shared. And I don't know how many times I had one of my teal tumblers sitting on there. And there would be sitting beside another teal tumbler. And then I got to take up a teal tumbler and all I see was paper towel. And God. Shit. Uh... Uh, they also smoked K2, and Ugh. I guess they had the poster child reaction to that synthetic pot stuff. Yeah, it's gross. And a total fucking freak out. Ran up and down the hallway, banging on doors to other apartments, begging them to call the cops. God damn it. All because they couldn't handle their shit. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he's a nice enough guy, but man, that shit. Kind of gross. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah, this shit is nasty, man. And I say that as like uh, I would, I would dip every once in a while over time. You know? Oh yeah. Most of mostly in high school, but uh, every once in a while. But god damn it, you gotta fucking get rid of that shit. Yeah. Because it is gross. Even if you do it, it's gross. You gotta know. I mean, if you can smell that fucking shit. Ugh. Oh my god, it's like, it makes me queasy just thinking about it. Only spin stuff you're gonna throw out too. Yeah, Not just pitch in the fucking trash, man. Yeah, Dumb pick up shit. after yourself. Yeah, Do it on. outside. Come on. Get some paper cups, dude. Ugh. And then pitch them in the trash. Come on, be be a courteous dipper. If you're gonna fucking do that ignorant <laughs> shit. You give Chaw a bad name. Oh, <laughs> uh, now they got them pouches, man. Mm. I mean, they've had pouches for a long ass time, but now I think it's just like super more. Uh, widely available. Yeah. People still spit, though. Ugh. Hey, what's our first time you ever for next week? Oh, let's see. I think I got a paper. I got a long, growing list. Let's see. First time I had phone sex. Uh, got fired. Uh, ooh, fucked my roommate. That's kind of a that's kind of a leap. Might want to wait on that one. Uh, went on a road trip. Called in and left an F-tie. That's funny. Um, I like that one. 
me cross off this uh, fucked up roommate one because that one's been done. Oof, long time coming on that. As story. of tonight. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that's Ugh. an epic one. I don't think uh, I don't think it's possible to top that, man. You had a fucking real wild one. Uh, yeah. What about went on a road trip? Sure. I like that. First time you ever went on a road trip. Yeah, let us know. We want to hear about it. Over the coming week or uh, next Tuesday night. That's right. And that leaves us with uh, just one thing left to do. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. Well, a 33-year-old Colorado man stole a sheriff's patrol car and responded to a 911 call. <laughs> oh, nice. It's like in uh, Grand Theft Auto when you can like get in the cop car and then you start taking cop missions. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, this guy beat all the cops there. He was the first one on the scene to this domestic violence dispute. Uh, but, sadly, he's being charged with four felonies. Yeah. Um, and he was on probation for menacing, which just means making uh, threats of bodily injury or death. No big deal. <laughs> uh theft and dui those are all uh his probation reasons but yeah so this dude broke into the sheriff's station stole uh, stole the car responded to the call and uh dispatchers were calling in over the radio saying hey uh there's a sheriff on the scene but he appears intoxicated and his vehicle is badly damaged so deputies arrived told him to turn off the vehicle and step out but of course he didn't he sped off onto the highway and uh, ditched the car two hours later after reaching speeds of 110 miles per hour and committing multiple traffic violations like <gasps> passing vehicles on double yellow lane dividers. <laughs> That's what they cited as his traffic violation. Uh, but anyways, he um, crashed the car. Actually, it was a crash landing. Then he got out, fled into the woods, hid for a while, but was eventually found by authorities and he pulled a knife on them, which is always, uh, well, you know, it was already a big mistake running. You're already going to get fucked in the ass for running. Um, but yeah, he pulled a knife on the cops when they got to him. And so he was tasered and one officer fired a shot, but didn't hit him. And um, he ended up being taken to the hospital for self-inflicted knife wounds. So all bad, all bad for that dude. And they're investigating the officer who fired a shot. So... We'll see. We'll see how that ends for that guy. I mean, I don't think it looks too good. Then in Alabama, there was a tie in the GOP race, meaning that the winner has to be selected by lot, which literally could be rolling dice, pulling a high card, or playing rock, paper, scissors, according to the Secretary of State. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes, it was a... Auburn City Councilman Jay Hovey and incumbent Tom Watley. <laughs> Tom Watley. Anyways, Hovey appeared ahead by one vote for a really long time and has made accusations that an unregistered vote was being counted to tie the results. Um, so he may challenge, but has not yet. And in that case, they may just roll the dice. Or maybe not. Maybe they'll just pull a name out of a hat. That's what I would do. That seems like the simplest thing. Yeah. I mean, show them the names first. You have to one for you and one for you. It's not rigged. Anyways, the world's biggest bat. Oh, yeah, I get a roll for that. The world's biggest bacterium was found in a Caribbean mangrove swamp. Biggest bacteria, huh? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, we normally think of bacteria as being microscopic. Yes. But this one is visible with the naked eye because it's the size of an eyelash. Oh. And so they have a picture of it in the Associated Press article. Uh, it's been named Theo Margarita Magnifica or Magnificent Sulfur Pearl by Olivier Gross, who discovered it. I'm sure I'm betrayed. I already said Caribbean instead of Caribbean, so these names are all just under my total destruction. Oof. Um, But yeah, Gross discovered it, clinging to sunken mangrove leaves back in 2009, but didn't realize it was bacteria. Uh, They also found them on oyster shells, rocks, and glass bottles in the swamp. And the cell structure, I guess, is unusual for bacteria, and scientists haven't been able to grow it in a lab culture because it has this central compartment or vacuole that allows some cell functions to happen in that controlled environment instead of throughout the cell. So pretty weird sounding. That is strange. Yeah, little box inside the bacteria <laughs> where it can do shit. Good God. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily affect it, the rest of it on the outside. Uh, I don't know. Uh, NASA wants their moon dust and cockroaches back. They've asked a Boston-based auction company to halt the sale of moon dust that was collected during the 1969 Apollo 11 mission uh, that was subsequently fed to cockroaches during an experiment to determine if it contained any sort of pathogen. Which, of course, could have posed a threat to terrestrial life. Okay. Uh, The NASA attorney says the material has always belonged to the federal government. and um, Yeah, man, we want our Arizona sand back. Yeah, th- I should have said alleged moon <laughs> dust, of course. Uh, but the vial contains allegedly 40 milligrams of moon dust. Mm. <laughs> Maybe it's like some stellar drug. 40 know, milligrams? We don't know about. And three, That's enough to get you fucked up. Right, yeah. It also has three cockroach carcasses, uh, and it was expected to sell at auction for at least $400,000, but has been pulled from the auction block because they got this scary letter from the space guys. Um, and so what happened, what had happened was there was an entomologist, Marion Brooks, who dissected and studied the cockroaches and found no evidence of infectious agents in the dust that they had given her to work with. And uh, then she turned around and displayed the vial with these things in her home. But she died in 2007, and her daughter inherited it and decided to sell it in 2010. And so now they're up for sale by someone whose identity has not been disclosed, but the federal government was like, how the fuck did you get this stuff? And they're like, I just bought it from the daughter of the researcher, you know? Mm -hmm. Don't look at me. But now it's up to this person to work something out with NASA. So, man on the run. No, I'm just kidding. He'll probably just give him the stupid vial. He probably would just sneeze on it and, oh, shit. There it went. (laughs) I don't know how that happened. (laughs) Give him a duplicate. Here's your vial and your cockroach carcasses. I mean, how the hell would they know what it is? It's in a vial. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just an idea. If you happen to be a bowler with the moon dust. Just ash some (laughs) cigarettes in the fucking vial. There you go, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Get the fucking go, dog. That'll kill some cockroaches. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of kill, in Atlanta, Georgia, a subway worker was shot and killed over too much mayonnaise on a sandwich. Oh, my God. Yeah. Was the killer you? (laughs) 
I thought I, I worried and I <laughs> looked at my phone records and was like, shit, where was I last night? <laughs> you don't put too much mayo on my sandwich, I'll tell you what. But you know what I do as a rational human being who enjoys toking is I would just be like, hey, that's too much mayonnaise. Can we either like wipe some of that off or can you remake my sandwich? Because that really grosses me out. <laughs> Anyways, it's it's actually, I mean, it's really sad that someone died over yeah. too much mayo. Uh, and the girl was 26. So, like, what the fuck? The the suspect, they haven't released any details on him other than it's a man and he was 36. So grow up, you know? Uh, he also shot the second employee there who's 24 and had her five-year-old child at work with her. So shame on you, dude. I mean, it's just really gross. And she's in critical condition, so God damn uh, prayers out for her. But uh, I know we can clear Nick the Rat. I know it wasn't him. Yeah. And I have an alibi, so plus I'm not a 36 year old man. Yeah, man. If uh, if you ever get too much mayo on your sandwich, just call Nick. That's right. He'll yeah. take your excess mayo off your hands. You can have just whatever mayo you want left, or it, it, absolutely no mayo. He's uh, yeah. He has experts in the sewer with mayo removal uh, certification. And he has triangles. That's right. Um, there's millions of bees on the loose after a truck carrying 200 beehives rolled over on the highway. So at least two people are being treated for stings. This was in Utah, by the way. And uh, I guess it's not a new thing because they uh, had an example of another rollover that happened in Michigan in August 2021 of a truck carrying beehives. So, um... Weird. Yeah. No info on how the accident occurred. But local beekeepers are working to recover as many bees as possible. Yeah, free bees for them. You gotta save the bees, right? Oh my god, bees! <laughs> yeah. there's a, There's been a lot of bee stories in the news. Bees don't scare me. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's because I've never been stung. And I knocked on wood. Yes, that's uh, a good move. A Phoenix gas station is selling fuel way below the average to help their community. So in Phoenix, Arizona, the average price of gas right now is five ninety nine a gallon, and they are selling it for four ninety nine a gallon, which is still a horrifying number to me. Jeez, out here where I'm like, oh, four thirty nine, you gotta be fucking kidding me, right? Which really, after you go over two dollars, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's fucked up that we're all around here. We'll be like, it's down to four thirty nine. Yeah, it's gross. It's disgusting. Anyway, um, this gas station also lowers their prices during the winter holidays, too, just to help people out. And um, they said they're not losing money, but they're not making money either, which I can believe. If you're a dollar less than the other gas stations around. Um, so unfortunately, they're only, well, or maybe fortunately, they're only accepting cash for fuel because they said... People were calling their credit card companies saying that they never filled up, which makes the gas station have to cover the costs. And then obviously they are losing money. Um, but they don't know how long they can do this for, as you may expect, because that's pretty low margin there or low below the average. And uh, they said folks are traveling into Phoenix from other states like California, which makes sense, just to fill up a bunch of tanks, you know. For four ninety nine, good lord, <laughs> a gallon. What a nightmare! <laughs> Seriously, total clown world, Hong Kong. In California, 
Firefighters rescued puppies who were stuck behind a 100-pound tortoise in its den. That's awkward. The person who called them to help owns all three of the animals. (laughs) Two five-month-old puppies named Finn and Poe, and a tortoise named Oscar. And uh, said, oh, you know, the pups wandered into the den, and she didn't think much of it until they stopped making noise. Oh, and God. then she couldn't get them out and couldn't get the tortoise to move. So the firefighters show up, tried to lure the tortoise out with watermelon, but it didn't take the bait. So they had to <laughs> shovel, dig a back exit, <laughs> and they were able to lift the uninjured doggos to safety. So the dogs are fine. The tortoise is fine. But this was a turtle disaster. Yeah, no doubt. Then in Kansas, this wait, did you roll for that one? I did. Okay, well, where am I? In Kansas this week, a dog escaped its pet hotel and ran two miles to its home while its owners were vacationing in Las Vegas. They only found out that it escaped because he triggered their doorbell camera. <laughs> Damn doorbell camera. They said they saw this dog running back and forth, and they both got the alert on their phone, so they're opening up, they're watching it, watching him run around. They're like, ah, that's another dog. Nope, it's not another dog. It's Dexter. Dexter. Dexter, who jumped a six-foot fence at the pet hotel, then another four-foot retainer fence. Damn. Just to run two miles back home. So they uh, phoned up their sister and brother-in-law, and the husband's sister and brother-in-law, who live a mile away from their house. Hey, go get our dog. And uh, they said they were able to talk to the dog through the doorbell camera, which made him excited and kind of calmed down, just hearing their voices. Jeez. Um, Six-foot fence. Yeah, I know. Dexterous Dexter, dude. Seriously. He's a pretty dog, big and... But uh, they mentioned at the end of this article with USA Today, they were worried about a blizzard coming in. And this was published this week. I checked because I was like, oh, it's, what, a blizzard in June? In Kansas? And I looked that up. Nothing. Didn't see nothing about it. Yeah, that seems fishy. So I think that this is an old story that they ran and then failed to tell us when this happened. Probably recycled. Huh? Recycled story. Well, summer is always when they make the crazy stories. Yeah. Crazy summers. Mm-hmm. And my final story for the lands tonight is a Texas woman conceived her second child while already pregnant and gave birth to twins. Whoa. Yeah. Fertile myrtle over there. It's called super fetation. When another egg is fertilized by sperm and implanted in the womb days or weeks after the first. Uh, I guess they were getting their ultrasound and they're like, oh yeah, there's the baby. It's a boy. There's the heartbeat. So cute. Look at it move around. Oh, what's that up there? Oh, it's a little sack and there's a little heartbeat. Oh, that's another baby. You got another baby. It looks like about a week behind in development. And... The woman just started crying. She was like, what? Like, excited and scared at the same time. Um, And the husband was very stoic and didn't say anything. Um, Because they have a three-year-old son. But between the three-year-old and conceiving this baby, they suffered, or she suffered, three miscarriages. So it was pretty, uh, pretty emotional for her. But they were both born at 35 weeks Six minutes apart. Whoa. And now they're eight months old and doing great. Awesome. So, yeah, it's pretty rare. They said that um, that really only happens if you ovulate while pregnant or if you have two uteri, which Mm. who has two uteri? No one I know. Interesting. Yeah, (laughs) I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. 
Silly season, by the way. That's what they call summer? Yeah, I uh, kind of learned that the other day. I follow this account called Depths of Wikipedia, so they're always posting like crazy shit that they come across on Wikipedia. Uh, and yeah, silly season, apparently, in the UK and some other places, is uh, the period lasting for a few summer months, typified by the emergence of frivolous news stories in the media. Wow, it's, it's got a name. Known in many languages as the cucumber time. <laughs> Dates Cucumber all the way time. back to the mid-1800s. Dang. Yeah. So silly season is upon us, clearly. Clearly. Blizzards in Kansas. <laughs> Dogs scaling fences. Running home. Well, we're going to be running home and back and forth and all other kinds of stuff this week, so no bulls with buds, but you can catch us in the bowl next Tuesday night right after DH Unplugged at 9 o'clock U.S. Central Time. Thanks for hanging out, bowlers. Been a lovely night. I'll see you next time. Till then, I'll be Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I'll be Dame DeLorean. May your bulls burn ever brighter. That's a dumb place. That's a dumb place. That's a dumb place. That's a dumb place. Bowl. Dance and move your legs around. Bowl after bowl. Bowl, bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.com. He totally knew I was stumped. Don't tell him we're high. Listen, we may be a little high. I mean, late. Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Bowl after bowl dot com. Bowl after bowl dot com.